What's up, boys? What's going on? Birdman, Billy, another, another beautiful day. Yeah, how's your uh, how's your Sunday? So far, so good. Weather weather held out most of the morning. Got some dark clouds rolling in now, but we got our oh. our egg hunt and everything in. So it was snowing here, bro. I saw that. <laughs> it was fucking snowing. Dude, yeah, we had snow the other day, bro. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna tear my chicken coop down because they those little bastards are in there partying their asses off and they keep knocking their lights down." So I'm like, "I'm gonna tear my coop down. I'm gonna rebuild this bitch." And the weather was it was like 60 and sunny and gorgeous, like high 60s. I'm like, "This is fucking great, man." And then, dude, by the time I got done, it was like almost, it was raining and like fucking windy and like 30 degrees colder. It's insane. <laughs> we woke up to snow. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty nice here. It's a little windy, but other than that, it wasn't too bad going out. What are your temps looking like there in New York? Like the actual temperature? Uh, I don't know. I didn't even check that. But I went out in shorts today, so. Yeah. Well, I was still wearing shorts. 57. Happy Easter, little dude. They said happy Easter. <laughs> yeah dude I, the weatherman it's it's like the, you know for all the good views and stuff and all the braggy pictures that i put up the weather can change here at the drop of a dime seems that way like real talk oh yes i don't know what I mean like well, especially with with the mountains and everything yeah you're gonna get the the varying variant temperatures and whatnot yeah dude i mean yeah it's crazy i mean well it's the same same i don't where i don't know exactly where you're at in relation to lake erie but that can throw fits too into the oh no yeah we're we're not close enough for that we're on the i'm way i'm way south in ohio so i don't have to worry about well okay. can for sure get all kinds of craziness up, up by the lake yeah i mean we got a little you know we got the salt lake and then utah lake here but they don't it's nothing like living on lake erie like when i grew up me and tony grew up right. in where the the lake dominates everything that's crazy yeah what uh? Where are we at on the binge status? Let's pick up a little bit where we left off. What have we? I have not made any progress this week, <laughs> dude. I can't believe you're denying, you're depriving yourself of the Tiger King shit show, dude. It's like it's, I, I, it's you know, I think I'm I'm building up the, the, the when when it finally gets there, it's going to be that much better now that I'm denying myself it. You're probably you're probably going to be <laughs> actually extraordinarily let down, but you know. I don't know, man. It's like uh, I'm pretty pretty easily amused, so I don't think. <laughs> yeah, it, well, especially at a time like this, man. When I mean, if you got to be isolated, man, you might as well have a good train wreck to look at. You know, <laughs> Billy, did you confirm if this extra episode came out or not? No, I haven't checked yet. I've been going down this hunting Hitler rabbit hole. So, <laughs> hunting Hitler is a fascinating show. It is. I don't care what anybody says. I think they make some really compelling arguments and they're actually experts at what they do. You know what I mean? These aren't just like, you know, somebody who read a couple of history books and decided to look at some old pictures. Like these guys are real. Um, you know, like I said, the, I, I'm only on the second episode of that Lenny DePaul or whatever. I mean, he was a legit, you know, top dog with the U S marshals in New York. Yeah, no, they have, they have CIA analysts. They have a guy who, uh, he's one of the, I think his name's Gerard. He's from England, I think, but he's like he's renowned for like, Sam Sam Gerard. Oh, I don't know who he, he's the guy who does the. Um, I, don't, I haven't watched the show in a while, but um, 
he's like renowned for following the world's like genocides and shit, man. Like he, um, but he's like a investigative journalist. Right. Okay. Yeah. They got a guy there who's actually a Nazi hunter. Yeah. Uh, they get the other guy, the CIA guy, he's got movies made after him where George Clooney played him in Syriana. Yeah. He's like the main dude on the show or whatever. Yeah. And you got Tim Kennedy. Yeah. who's a, He's an MMA fighter as well. Isn't he? Well, dude, he's still actually, I mean, yeah, he, he was in the UFC for a time, but he, um, yeah, he's actually still on, he's in the 19th group out of Texas. So he's a, he's in the national guard, but he's a special, he's an SF guy. So I mean, okay. those guys, whatever, you know, area of service they're in, like national guard reserves or whatever, if you're SF man, you're busy all the time. Like those guys, he's basically active duty in Texas. I mean, cause that's how 19th group was headquartered here in, uh, in Utah. It's one of my, it's one of my, um, major units that I deal with. And those guys are always working, man. They're SF dudes. How'd you like to have joined the military, got to do all the cool shit and never leave your home state? Right. <laughs> other than, other than like deployments, you know what I mean? Like deployments and training opportunities, but they never had to right, work. But you're, but you're day to day. You're, you're, still yeah, you're not, you're not PCS and shit. You just, you're home. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's oh man, the guard dude is quite the untapped circuit of potential. If you ask me, but yeah, I, don't I, would have, I would have missed out on Okinawa then, and that, that wouldn't have been good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, would have, <laughs> I wouldn't have met my wife. I mean, any number of things wouldn't have happened for me if I wouldn't have. I'm just saying, uh, when you meet guys that have literally spent – you know, I know a guy our, – uh, our, our, the highest enlisted guy in the state right now, at least by billet, um, he literally went from, like, private to the most senior E9 in Utah and <laughs> never – He's been in Utah his whole time. Yeah, man. Yeah. He, <laughs> so he's basically, like, the sergeant major of the Utah Army. That's what Right. You know? And, uh, yeah, man, he, he started 30-plus years ago as a private, and he's, you know, he's literally, you know, now he's in the top enlisted guy in the Army of Utah. It's incredible. It's awesome. Wow. I mean, I'm like, good on you, man. You know, that's pretty cool. Must be nice. Well, they got to go to – you know, they still got to go to all the same schools and all that stuff, but – they just don't ever have to worry about PCS. I mean, and actually a lot of them have deployed a ton. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Interesting. Well, uh, Cause like, I remember, I guess I was seventh grade for desert storm. And I remember, you know, my dad going and we were in 29 palms and like back then it was, you know, the reserves kind of filled in stateside. Yeah. Cause I remember like 29 Palms became a ghost town because mm-hmm. everybody left, but a lot of reserves came in and filled in. But then with like, you know, OIF and stuff, it seemed like a lot of reserves were, you know, heading over there as well. It wasn't to augment the stateside shit. Yeah. Um, I feel like that was the, the, at least in the Marines, it was the deployment cycle. It was seven, you know, seven on seven off. And then they were saying when they added dwell time in that changed everything. Because we have a we have a reserve MP unit here in Dayton, yeah, and actually my yeah my wife's cousin was in it, and he, you know, he was reserve, but he went over um, yeah. and so did I, his I, thing actually, over there. Yeah, so when I I actually ripped with a bunch of your boys out of Dayton when uh, yeah relieved in place, yeah when uh, when I was in Iraq when I left, it was uh, a company of MPs that came out of Dayton. Yeah, and plus as an yeah. instructor, man, I used to send kids. You know, there's a huge area there in Ohio. Um, where lots of reserve MPs go same with Minnesota and that, that whole company or whatever is like spread out across those couple States. And then I think South Dakota has a chunk of them. Um, yeah, man. I mean, okay. yeah, that, that's like one of the larger, um, MP units, I would say probably. I'll have to see when, I'll have to find out when my cousin went through. It'd be hilarious if he was I mean, one of your kids or something. I don't know. He, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if I could look it up, but if he was, 
um, one of my students. That'd be funny as hell. Yeah, I'll, have to, I'll find out for sure. It's hard to remember, man. I, you, I, I mean, I think like I, I crossed paths with like 3,500 students. I mean, only right. a portion of those were mine. But what years were you actually an instructor? Like, uh, I was. It was January 10 to January 13. Like, it, I, it was like I literally did. I think it was the 13th. I did like I literally did three years to the day. Like on the on the last day of the third year, I I left to Virginia. Mm. Like I, I mean, you couldn't have got me out of there any faster, man. After they, <laughs> they screwed me at recruiter school, you know. So yeah. yeah, man, it was a good time though. I was happy to do it. And like I, I, Billy, I think you saw some of the exchanges on my Facebook post. Some of my students come back and they're like fucking boot, you know, like. <laughs> they, you know, yeah. Well, yeah, I saw the one where he said, Sergeant, you're like, Hey, it's cool to call yeah. me Mark now. So that dude, actually that kid's, uh, that kid's mom was like one of my third grade teachers and shit, dude. Like, Oh, no really? kidding. Yeah. So he's like, he's from Buffalo. Like we, we, we have a lot of mutual friends. Like, and I, you know, he just fucking showed up one day at MP school. I'm like, come here, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and then it turns out like, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't recall if she was like my actual teacher, but I definitely like knew his mother, you know, when I was a kid. Like coming up and um, it's awesome. It's it's weird how shit like that happens. Dude, it's like yeah. I mean, it's so crazy how um, I once, dude, as an instructor, I had a kid walk up to me probably in the first week, and he's like, "Hey, man, Connor says hi." And I was like, "Come here, motherfucker, get the fuck over here." Like, Connor, Connor is my cousin, you know. So my dad and my uncle, his my uncle's son, Connor, and I was like, "Come here, bitch," like what do you know about me and what do we need to discuss right now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was, dude, it was actually, it was awkward as fuck, but I mean, um, that's happened a couple times. Dude. Congratulations. You're now the class leader. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't, I don't remember what he did, but he's a good kid, man. Uh, yeah. It was crazy times, dude. Like just the awkward, uh, connections you make with people, man. It's, yeah. I think that's one thing people don't realize is, the Marine Corps could be anywhere from 180 to 220,000 people, which sounds like a lot. But when you're in that group, it's like yeah. you, you always run into someone, you know, or someone, you know, knows that person. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like, this, it's just a small world. It's crazy. Well, Billy, you remember Dan, Tommy, I'm not sure if you ever met Dan May. He was our, one of our tattoo artists out of BK. Do you remember him, Billy? Dan, he was from, he was from uh, Western New York, maybe like 30 minutes away from where I grew up. Like we, yeah. spent, you know, a lot of time in the same, High schools and shit. I probably met him because I mean I was at BKs all the time, but obviously no no tats here. But well, he was the he was the random white dude tattooing in the back right corner. Right. <laughs> he actually yeah did I, yeah I remember like I, said, like I I remember dude actually I we I forgot to bring it up with uh, Axel, me him and someone else we almost all got matching tattoos one night. Oh, yeah. BKs. <laughs> that's awesome. And it was going to be a little stick figure with with the triangle hat. Yeah. With with their <laughs> with their arms up saying I'm huge. I'm huge in Japan. <laughs> well, he did. He did get that. Well, it, 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 we were there was like three of us. We were all oh, going to okay. do it together. Why didn't you do it? Uh, of course. <laughs> actually, I think I think the night we said we wanted to do it, they wouldn't tattoo us because we were too drunk. <laughs> Oh, and then, of course, you know, next morning, I'm like, yeah, maybe, okay, maybe I won't do that. <laughs> Dan Dan actually had some strict rules. He tried to pay close attention to anybody being overly drunk, you know? Yeah. He kind of had. Man. Yeah. He wasn't just about making money, man, because they were always going to come back, you know? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure right, when, yeah. 
when he did the one on my uh, bicep, he, I had to go in sober, and then I could drink while he was doing it. I just couldn't be drunk. You well, know? because the blood, your, your blood thins out so bad. Your and blood thins or whatever, yeah. So your blood will thin out, and then it, it seeps up through your skin more. It makes it way harder for them to work, and um, it's just generally not a good thing. You know, um, The less bloody you can make a tattoo, the better, man. Yeah. So I was I was mistaken. My my cousin evidently was a O three eleven. Okay, there's a bunch out there. I mean I mean I don't know. Cause I just because I just I just texted him and I was like, when did you go through Fort Leonard Wood for MP school? And his response was, I was a real Marine O three eleven, bro. <laughs> He's like, there's only one MOS. Everyone else is just a pogue. So he for sure was infantry. <laughs> Dickhead. I hate it, dude. I used to. It was funny. I've, I've, like I said, it's, it's my wife's cousin. I've known him for like 10 years now. And all this time I thought he was an MP. <laughs> I thought, um, a lot of them wind up, uh, a lot of the infantry guys, when they come out, they don't want to be infantry anymore, like through the rest of their career. So like, and they, they're from Ohio. So they just become MPs just to stay in, you know, cause they don't have, well, I mean, he was, he was reserved the whole time. Yeah. I had a lot of guys, um, He's a deputy sheriff now. I had a ton of guys, um, like, you know, change their MOS. We'd get a whole crop of guys leaving active duty and becoming, uh, you know, becoming MPs or whatever just because of where they lived. Like, dude, I had a, scout, right. a couple scout snipers come through and shit. Like, I'm like, what are you guys doing, man? <laughs> you know, they're like, well, we just, you know, I can't. Because, um, like, I don't, you know, a lot of time from, from wherever they live, their reserve unit's just too fucking far, you know? Like they can't, it's not economical. So they just wind up. Yeah. A lot of them are, yeah. If you want to stick with what your MOS is, yeah, there's choices get limited. And as far as like trying to be, you know, drivable. Yeah, for sure. Some of these guard guys, man, they'll, they'll hop flights and, uh, and just fly that one weekend just because it makes so much sense to be in the guard and all that stuff, you know, like, right. Some of these guys go through some pretty great lengths to, you know, they're 15 years in or whatever, and they want to maintain it for a time. Or, you know, they drive crazy far distances. And, yeah, it's interesting. Well, they want to get that retirement. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah for sure. And, and if you are if you start in the guard status or reserve status, like, it's way harder to – it's not just a clean 20 years. You know what I mean? Like, you got a lot more to do. Yeah. There's some pretty old older fellas running around. you got guys upwards of 60 – you know, that are still like E7s, E8s and shit, like get just now getting ready to retire. And you could just, you can just kind of hang around for a lot longer. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know. Interesting, uh, interesting times. What do you guys think about, uh, Bernie Sanders dropping out of the old presidential? My favorites, uh, you know, after four weeks of socialism, Bernie calls it quits. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good. So that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not it's it's not entirely wrong in a way. Yeah. No, I mean it's, it's like all the. I mean every election, whatever. I mean the, the fact that you know what it was when it first started. There was what like thirty of them. I mean the one they know who at least the top three are going to be. Man, there's so much time and money wasted with you know two nights of debates because half or one night. And, for the other night just there's so much waste yeah yeah dude i just wonder about all the fucking money dude and when we started talking about kind of some of the shit we we're going to talk about today like i started digging a little bit i can't verify exactly how much bernie raised overall in this 2020 campaign but um i was pleasantly surprised to find out that we actually have rules for what they do with the money at the end like 
Um, so the FEC says if you if you get independent support like from all the little donors, which Bernie killed, like he can't he can't right. just pocket that money. So that has to go to like future, you know, if he runs for Senate again or whatever, or what, you know, or you can donate it over to other um, political races. But what I did find out though, is if you take you know, these super PACs they always talk about. Right. Well, if you get money donated from a super PAC, you can basically do whatever you want with that shit. Like, you know, like there's no, there's no rules that govern super PACs because I guess they've only been a thing for like a couple years now, like three, four years, but there's no rules. So like, if you get the super PAC that, gives you all this money and you lose like you just walk off with that shit man it's money in your pocket wow well, apparently then that makes sense why that why i get you know that's why those things are so important to him so yeah so i guess like up until like the 80s though the fec stuff on what you could do with your campaign stuff didn't exist like people would lose and just tuck their tail between their legs and walk off with a ton of money <laughs> you know because you get all these people to Donate, dude. It's crazy. I mean, it's like this weird little thing that a lot of people, you know. Now I understand why people are tracking so heavily, like how much money they're making, how much they're right. donating. Now it makes a lot of sense too. Like, oh, we're not going to use super. Like when they say, I'm not going to tie myself into super PACs because that's sort of an integrity thing, you know. Which uh, in in Biden's case, I think he went the super PAC route. I don't think he he um, he took a lot of money from from people that like Warren and Sanders and some of these other people wouldn't do. So right. it's interesting, man. I didn't, I didn't realize that. I've always, always wondered like, all right, cool. You quit. Then you got a whole lot of people to give you a whole bunch of money. Like what, what, where, where is that? It's just it's there. Like, right. I'm like, shit, I'll, I'll go run for something. If I can, <laughs> if I can keep the money well, as far as, as far as Biden knows, he's still going too. Well, Biden is still going. Well, does he know that? <laughs> Dude, Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas. Dude, his- <laughs> His sound bites are like kind of alarming. Like it's 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 funny, but it's also sad. Like dude, I don't you know. I, I actually at this point I don't find it funny at all. Like I think people are. I think it's horrible. Um, I think he. I th- I think he actually should get maybe checked out. And like, oh, for someone, sure, he needs to be. So if somebody comes out and says like, "Hey, he's got a clean pill of health," oh, all bets are off, dude. I'll have fun with that all day because that just means he's just lost it. But right. Said, yeah. If there's. Dude, if they come out and say he has dementia, I think what I think the people around him are failing him miserably. Like, you're almost just parading this dude at that point. Like, yeah, exactly. God, man. Don't presidential candidates have to go through like a physical and well, I mean, like when they're and all that. Go when on. they get closer to becoming president, for sure, I think people start asking a lot of those questions. And you know, obviously, there were some questions about Bernie. But I don't think it was like it wasn't like mandatory yet, you know, because he had like a little heart attack and shit, and he's out. no. Because it's, I mean, especially when they're in office, it's always a thing that you know they have their yearly checkup or whatever. But. Yeah, of course, man, and they they're supposed to like publish the results. Like you can't have fucking obviously, man. Like you 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 elect a guy, you don't want him to get into office and fucking die or be right. rendered totally incapable of, you know, because if right no now what's going on, if Joe Biden becomes president, Jill Biden's going to be a busy woman. I'm just saying because. He's gone, man. I just think he's yeah. gone. Like, I think it's very. I think the writing's on the wall. It's very, very obvious. Like, and the fact that people are still like placating it, it's it's ridiculous. Like, I'm not an advocate of like people. Well, are saying, and- oh, Cuomo should run for president, and this guy should run now because he's he's she's shown basically like, dude, I don't even think he's viable. So I'm curious. Like, they may throw throw another dude in. You were gonna say what were you gonna say, Tommy? 
Well, I was going to say, it, I mean, especially, you know, if there is the underlying condition or whatever, just the stress of all what's going on pre Wuhan, but just, just the, the campaign trail, yeah. which is why they always, you know, are doing the, the physicals and stuff. I mean, cause it's, it's daunting on the body and the mind. So, you know, he may have had a touch of something, but all this is just making it, you know, that much worse. Mm-hmm. And yeah. As it progresses, yeah, you know, you, you know, I mean, when, when the campaign trail first started, you know, the first couple debates and stuff, he wasn't as he is now. It's, it's you know, yeah. obviously you could see how much worse it's gotten just in a short time. Dude, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Trump, you've seen those like, uh, time relays on the on presidents like they'll show you the, well, how much older they look after yeah. four and eight years yeah trump may be the only one that won't look any different it's, i don't think he would he's, like, he's found a way to like freeze himself he's like yeah. with all the weird shit that he does he's like obviously that's one thing that you have to laugh about trump like he he looks ridiculous like um but i think he'll i think he's done something to like and like freeze himself in time like he's he's always going to be the cheeto in chief you know, well, the, the, the thing about him is he's, he just honestly does not give a fuck what other people think about him. Well, that's, that's he doesn't let it get to him. I honestly believe that's why so many people love him because he, you know, um, he's not beholden to anybody, man. He's, he, he, you know, he can't be bought by anyone. He can't um, – no one can tell him. You know what I mean? That's like, that's like my favorite thing. Of, that was my favorite thing about him when he, when he first came out because you knew nobody could buy him. And I, you know, I, I was talking with some folks about like Tulsi Gabbard, and I think I, I think she, um, it's unfortunate no one really let her um, gain any chance because I feel like we would have learned a lot about her, and like she just is not afraid to push back against her party. Um, she's not afraid to push back against these like elitists and stuff, and I like that. I really appreciate that. Um, I was talking to a friend yesterday, uh, and I said like, if dude, my position on like if someone can beat Trump with as polarized as our country is like, how could you not support that person? Because that's like, I mean, he's changed our country. I think politically forever. And like so many people are polarized. Like if you can overcome that and win, like you gotta, you gotta support Biden, but that's not Biden. That's obviously not Biden, but like, let's say, let's say, uh, Tulsi was able to do that. Like you'd have to throw your support behind her because that would be like a, a monumental thing. Like, you know, I just, I think Trump has polarized so many people that there, there's just no way, you know, in, a, in a, like there's just no way he doesn't get reelected almost. Right. I'm not, can't say it's a hundred percent sure, but Biden ain't going to beat him. That's, no, no. He's going to destroy. Can you imagine the debates, dude? The debates are going to be epic. <laughs> I mean, in that, and, and, in that regard, like I'm sort of excited, but it's going to be a shit show. Yeah. When, and he doesn't hold back. Well, and also those aren't, aren't the, um, when the two guys are going again, they're not going to be getting these fucking softballs and all that shit. Right, right. These guys, you know, it's it's going to be game on. And, like, if Joe can even keep track of the shit he said 30 seconds before, like, he may just talk his fucking ass into circles, man. I don't know. I mean. Which, yeah, which is what he's already doing. You know, the thing is, like, Biden, this is his third time trying for president, man. And, like, it, and it was also the first time he even won a, ever won a state. That says a lot about, like, you know, what people have thought about him in the past and, he was a good number two, I guess, you know, and, and a lot of people are saying like, oh yeah, Obama won the primary, you know, because it's really, he's really riding the clout from Obama. I mean, right. and a lot of people are saying, Hey, you stuck by our guy, you know, we'll, we'll throw you the vote. But yeah. What, uh, what are New Yorkers saying, Billy, about Cuomo? Are you picking up on any of that? Like a lot of people, what are their, what are their sentiments about him and what he's doing? 
I feel like at first everyone was kind of behind him because he was pretty uh, adamant about everyone staying away from each other for this coronavirus. Now everyone's kind of listening to Trump and that, you know, we have stockpiles of ventilators and masks and everything, but Cuomo's just not releasing them yet. Which so everyone's kind of like changing their mind and thinking that, like, what the fuck? That's factually accurate. And Cuomo's admitted yeah. as much. He was trying to, he was trying to push hard, 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 hard based on, you know, and a lot of it was based on models that were are widely inaccurate. You know, the models are only as good as their assumptions and someone, you know, um, they based it all off on us not doing any mitigation from what it sounds mm-hmm. like. But Cuomo was looking, even I was saying Cuomo was looking good and I still think he's doing a decent job. Um, but as time has gone on, he's not so much. And like, I think, uh, what's his name? Divine over there in Ohio, right? Like, I think he, got, I thought he kind of got out to a shitty start, but it seems like he's sort of caught up and kind of rolling now. Is that, is that? Yeah. And honestly, a lot of it's the, 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 I don't know, whatever department, the medical, the doctor, mm female that's on daily with with dewine and the lieutenant governor she's she's a rock star here in ohio is she and uh and like i say you know because i mean most of it's you know dewine's going off of her recommendations and everything obviously um but yeah just her her personal story is amazing but yeah i mean it's it's big time yeah i think uh, because our our numbers are you know our curve or whatever we're we're below where we were supposed to be and all that stuff. So I think um, it, this, this, this pandemic has, expo- has exposed many, many things that we could obviously be doing better. But um, one thing it definitely says is the team of people that are around your political, your elected officials is so, so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and most of the time it's just like, Oh, whatever, you know, whoever gets elected, you know, they're going to pick whoever, but no, I mean, there is some thought put into it. Yeah. Because you never know what the hell is going to happen. And see, like, and what I find interesting, like, about Utah is, like, it's, okay, so there's a couple things about Utah where um, not every state has it. Like, we have, like, a, we have a, and I, I work in emergency management, but we have, like, a rainy day fund. It's, like, it's actually codified in law where we kick in, like, extra money in the event of disasters. Mm-hmm. Some states don't have that. We also, it's codified in law that we pass balanced budgets and that we do certain, you know what I mean? Like, they're very strict on how they, um, obviously, it's a, it's sort of a conservative idea but like our state is never in debt like they're never you know they have so many laws that protect the the sort of nugget of the state where really like your leadership almost doesn't it almost doesn't matter like you're not going to see herbert and with you know cox like on tv nationally like anytime soon it's just not gonna it's not gonna happen you know mm-hmm. not, not out of utah i wouldn't um yeah but you know ohio got hit hard there for a little bit and it's just going to kind of i think it's just going to kind of switch like each state like we're going to start seeing a lot out of pennsylvania soon i know philly's getting getting beat up uh dc starting to get a little hot um i don't know man cuomo yeah going back to cuomo though i thought it was surprising because i was really annoyed um and uh, like that people were like oh make him let's get him running for president and all this shit i'm like come on man he's been on the news for 10 minutes like give it some time and then everybody was like oh yeah maybe not yeah he had he had a run of a couple days where yeah he was looking good and everything but i think i mean but again i think a lot of them are doing a really great job you know even the ones that you know and that's one one area that i really dislike about um donald trump's sort of reaction to all this is like he openly attacks like all these governors and stuff and it's like dude you got to remember like all these governors have something this is from a friend i'm taking his you know what he said but um all these governors have won an election. Like you need to be careful how you talk about them and treat them. Obviously if they suck, you know, their, their performance is going to show it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's a bad look in my opinion uh, for Trump to kind of be like that nasty woman well, or whatever, or this place or that, you know, it's like, come on. And, 
and well, and the thing is, I mean, all of this, and, and I don't think a lot of people either don't realize it or they just don't care or whatever, but I mean, the, the response to all this really is a state by state thing. It comes down to the governors. Everyone yeah. wants to shit on Trump, yeah. but really, I mean, like you've, we've talked about before with FEMA and the, you know, it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's a wallet. The, 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 the federal government is a pocketbook wallet, yeah. uh, blank check. Right. I mean, how it's used and everything, it, it, you know, DeWine didn't have to come out with the, Hey, we're, you know, we were one of the first States with the stay at home and yeah. you know, all that stuff. And, but again, but it's not Trump. It, it's whatever. He's well, going to give his. People don't understand, you know, how emergency management works. The, every incident is local and therefore it's managed locally. And then it just right. gets its way up the chain. Right. And as you go up the chain, all people are doing is marshalling resources from other places or they're spending money, right? And then when you get to FEMA, FEMA just becomes right. – I'm not saying that they don't have national stockpiles. Of course they do. But it's not designed for – we're in a 50-state disaster right now. That's never happened before, never in mm-hmm. American history. Every single state currently has a disaster declaration approved by the president, first time ever. You can, you can never have a, a national stockpile big enough to cover that whole thing. It's supposed to be for right. Katrina, right? Dump the resources in this one place. The Sandy, dump it in this one place. Like, obviously, some of these things are going to have to change, and states are going to have to have, you know, bigger or better stockpiles. But I've been impressing on people so much. Like, dude, it's such a, it's such a local issue first. It always is. Um, and I'm not saying our stockpiles couldn't be better, but, I mean, at the same time, like, you, you know, governors are going to start questioning some of the decisions they made. And I'll, I'll use Cuomo as an example. Like, he passed up buying, like, 16,000 ventilators, you know, um, uh, in 2015. Because it, it's hard to say, yeah, we're, we may need these tomorrow, you know, right. when you have all these other projects that you're promising people. And as, you know, and that's uh, the thing. I mean, you know, whatever governor it is, yeah, okay, hey, let's buy these 16,000 ventilators or whatever. But then, you know come election time, the opposition is going to be, Oh, you know, he wasted all this money buying these ventilators that we don't even need, you know, and it's, it's you can't win. So I, I always try to explain it to people like car insurance, right? Everyone pays car insurance on the chance they might get into a wreck because they know it's going to save them a lot of money later. Right. Right. So in the emergency management world, $1 saves 15 in recovery. Recovery is astronomical and it takes fucking forever but if you spend that one dollar on whatever in preparation you save yourself so much money the problem is it's not sexy no one no one there's right. nothing tangible there like you don't get a park in a certain place you don't get like a new highway across ohio you don't you know all the pet shit that people people think they need um and and in a lot of cases they do but that's elected officials are almost always going to go the other way and, um I was arguing with somebody, you know, I think this kid is actually like a, a medical person at Mount Sinai in New York. It's hard to get through to anybody there because that's literally the fucking epicenter. But, yeah. like, dude, like you can't expect Trump to be like, oh, Mount Sinai needs 125 million masks. Like, no, dude, it doesn't work that way. Like, look at Cuomo in 2015. What was he doing and why aren't these places prepared, you know? I mean, I don't know, man. It's, it's frustrating, but, you know, the, the, the system gets exposed, you know, when this kind of shit happens, but. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. I got buddies here that are still working because they're union members doing carpentry or plumbing or whatever, and they're building, they're helping build temporary hospitals. They're, help, they're helping build these tents that just are there to house dead bodies from this virus, and that's it. Dude, you guys are losing a lot in New York every day. I mean, it is yeah. it is bad. Don't get me wrong. Like, there are a lot of people dying in New York. Like, um, 
and and it's obviously overwhelming certain portions but yeah there's states that aren't letting any of the tradesmen work at all like they're just like nope you're done yeah. my, my neighbor is an electrician and um they're under strict like social distancing rules as they work but they've allowed them to continue to work and utah utah hasn't been as affected even with the uh the return missionaries man i thought it was going to be uh that was going to blow our state up and Frankly, it just hasn't. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, so we're pretty lucky. Or they're, or they're just they're they're locked at their homes and have it and just ain't telling anybody. That's well, one, one which is fine if they want to lock in their house. Yeah, that's fine. I think, I think it's not one, spreading. I think there was one news story where a missionary did spread it to like his whole family. One, just one, and I think they they caught it and quarantined him fast enough. But I mean, yeah, man, I don't know. I I think um I think the story will really tell itself when the uh, when we're all able to get the antibody tests. You know, uh, I'm not, I'm not concerned about at this point yeah. ever getting, con, uh, tested for COVID. I'm, I'm more like, give me the antibody test. Let's see if I had it or didn't have it. I right. think that's going to tell the real story. I think a lot of us had it, you know, and I'm pretty sure, um, my brother-in-law is pretty confident. He, you know, they pushed a lot of resources outside of Western New York. So he wasn't formally tested for COVID, but the doctor basically said like, yeah, without saying it, you know, you, you probably have this. Um, he seemed to pull through it pretty good. He was hard down for a couple of days and, um, you know, shout out to him for being healthy again, but um, seems to be back to himself. But I, I mean, I think that is happening more often than um, we realize or you, you could find out. And Right, because we just don't know right now. Yeah, and obviously um, – the media is going to be all over how many people are dying, man. It's just a fact. Yeah. It's just going to be how it goes, but it's, you know, it's sad, but I don't know. It's all the all the questions are starting too, though. What, what do you got, Billy? What were you going to say? I was going to say, it's, it's pretty crazy hearing about what's going on all over the country with like, I guess in California, there was like a, an apartment complex that threw a big party because they just like, whatever, I guess they're tired of being quarantined and six people ended up getting shot. Police were involved in all that. I don't know if the police shot people, but it's just crazy. And then Kentucky, uh, there was a mass today at Easter and cops were just waiting outside, waiting to like write people tickets for, uh, you know, gathering. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. I, and I did see a, I, I saw a pastor, I think in Florida, he was like, um, a bunch of people pulled up in their cars, but they didn't get out. And like, he, he did some kind of church service. Like no one was even close and the cops came and like, you know, so it's like both sides of the, both sides of the coin. Like some people yeah. are being over, that was, I'm sorry. That was in, uh, that was in South Carolina. It's both sides of the coin though, for sure. Some people are being ridiculous about it and throwing, you know, COVID parties because that's the, the smart thing to do apparently. And then other people are like, yeah, we're just going to totally lock you down. You can't even, you can't even have like a drive up church service. You know, it's like, come on, man. Like some of that shit is, you know, I don't know. It's weird. Well, because they, they came out and said they can't – in Ohio, they said they were saying you couldn't do the – like the drive-by birthday parades and stuff because that's, that's been the new thing is, you know, you just drive by and, yeah. you know, shout at the people or whatever. And I guess after a day, they said, okay, you can do it, but they put some restrictions on it and stuff. But Well, that's the problem is they're telling people you can go to Burger King, McDonald's or whatever and go through drive through to get food. But when these churches want to do communion, drive through communion – they're saying no, you can't do that. So it doesn't make sense. Right. I guess, yeah, I guess communion right. is not as important as getting food in your bellies, is what they're saying. For some people, it damn sure is. I mean, especially <laughs> around Easter, you know. I yeah. mean, I'm telling you, man, like, fucking, you know, I'm not a religious dude, but I, I'm sure interested in people who are. And, and they're, dude, that shit goes a long way for some folks, man. Mm-hmm. You don't want to fuck with their their Sundays. 
especially i mean it's how it is around here in, in utah man you don't fuck with that like it, it's not something that they take very lightly well people people in their faith and religion right now is probably keeping a lot of people sane yeah, right now sure yeah right. so well then throw it throw in you know the fact that it's easter yeah it's just that much more yeah i mean it's it's interesting man i mean it's i mean people's interpretation of some of these uh documents that we all love so much is fucking baffling to me like um because it just says so clearly in such plain language like shall not be infringed well it, i mean it means shall not be infringed you know right to assemble right to i mean i understand like you, you know you, i get you like can't say shit like bomb on an airplane like things have changed like it's, it's not a it's not the right thing to do um but when you're talking about assemble assembling you know and still following rules at like church service i just don't get why you'd fuck with that maybe go and make sure that they're you know maintaining these distances and things but you don't gotta find them dude i guess people the cops were throwing out like 500 dollars fines man it's like dude ridiculous yeah i don't i don't have confirmation but i heard there was something like california it's like a thousand dollar fine yeah, if you're out in public without a mask they're saying your fucking ass could go to jail for like a year. Like they're letting people out of jail because of uh, right. <laughs> right. concerns. Right. And then, and then they're saying, well, if we cut you out at this place or at this, you know, whatever, without a mask or whatever, like masks that you can't even get, they're like, right. we're going to fucking throw you back in jail for a year. Like, <laughs> dude, there's some interesting, um, we're just all over the map as far as the shit that, um, we believe, you know, like yeah. or, in a lot of places, there's, I don't, the, there's a lack of consistency too. Cause I know I've seen people, uh, post, you know, other people here in Ohio posting it at the grocery store in line. Cause it's, Oh, you know, only so many people are allowed in. Yeah. But I, you know, I went today, I didn't have to wait in line. And so I don't know if it's a County thing or, so, or what, how they're, how they're breaking that down. But I, like I said, I, nobody, nobody was waiting in line. I went to home to, the... to get some shit for this chicken coop project, and we were wrapped around the building. And like, they're, right. they're just doing like Black body, Friday. They're doing body counts. You know, they're just counting people. And when as a couple come out, a couple go in. I'm right. Uh, they were doing body counts. Uh, we, we had to run to the store today to Walmart. And uh, they're doing body counts, but there wasn't enough. One, it's Sunday. Two, um, um, it's Easter Sunday, let alone. So here, a lot of people just aren't out today. But Right. Yeah, I mean, there, I have not stood in any like substantial lines anywhere um, where it took like forever, because like right. you know, if they catch you loitering, they're gonna kick you out of the store. That's basically, you know, don't be rude. Like, get in, get your shit, and get out. You know, loitering right. just to hang out, like that's an issue. Um, yeah, I noticed the other night there were a bunch of lines, which is why I didn't go to the store. We went to the store today, and there was no line because you know Easter. Yeah. But all over the floor there were little arrows, like every six feet telling you which direction you could go in in that aisle you can't go this way you have to go that way and they're also trying to mitigate people from buying shit that they don't really need you know like um like if you go like they're they were starting to say like some walmarts are not selling clothes or any of that shit like you don't need to be in here for that and i think that's fair i mean i don't know i don't know who who were you to tell me i don't need a pair of socks right now yeah, I well, I get that. Amazon. I, so I, I totally agree. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say what is essential and what isn't, but I get where people right. try to say, hey, like maybe maybe let's forego some of these. You know, you don't need to be walking the fucking. Crit- well, and that's the. I mean, how many people are just going to yeah. go just to be somewhere? You know, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. So like, we don't go to the store unless we need something. 
Right. That doesn't mean that we don't kind of look around, you know what I mean? We're already out. Like I'm trying to limit how many places I go. Um, so we'll, we'll be like, Oh fuck. Well, maybe I do need this one other thing or whatever, you know? Right. But yeah, I'm certainly not loitering in stores because other people are just fucking, you know, buffoons, man. Like they're, they're, you know, some people are like, if you get, if you, if you're like five feet and four inches, they'll freak out. And then other people are like, still want to be like in your fucking face and shit. It's like, come on. man. I, I, every time I've been to the store, I've yet to meet or run into anyone that is not afraid to get within your six feet zone. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't met that person yet. That's like, Oh, back up, back up. I mean, I try to keep my distance, but people walk right by and I'm just like, all right, whatever. Yeah. I saw, I saw a little I'm holding bit of, my breath as I walk by. Yeah. Actually, what Billy, what's that been like as you walk out in New York city? Cause like you're, I mean, six feet of space. <laughs> you got 300 people in six feet of space. Yeah, there. <laughs> in New York city, that's like literally impossible. So like, is that a thing? It's or like, you, that's, that's 2000 a month. <laughs> well, they try. I mean, they, they try. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I, I had the mask that one time, but I threw mine out because, you know, I'm not going to reuse it. Uh, but everyone else seems through, to have one, which is fine by me. Get, right? Everyone else has a mask. I don't, which means I'm pretty good to go because if they're, if they're sick, they have a mask on. They're not going to get me sick. I'm good to go. Well, yeah. So that's the thing is like, uh, that's the other thing is like, people are so misinformed about some of the gear that they're being encouraged to use. Right. So you're right. Like you shouldn't be reusing masks unless it's these cloth ones that people are learning how to make. And you still got to sterilize those. But like mm-hmm. people are, I see people putting the gloves on, right? So they put these gloves on and then they fucking touch everything, their keys, their wallets, they drive their car, they do all this shit and then they keep them on. It's like, have you ever seen a fucking doctor? Like, dude, those gloves come on, they touch you, they take them off immediately, they scrub their hands. Yep. You're, you're just, you're spreading germs uh, by keeping them on. Like, I'm just like, what do you guys, what do you guys shit, do? They, they wash their hands and Purell before they put the gloves on and then they do it after they take the gloves exactly. off. Exactly. I told you, I saw the guy the other day, he was touching shit all over the store, gets into his car and lights a cigarette and the gloves are still on. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense, man. Like, uh, the, fi- the, the fire of the cigarette will, it'll, <laughs> it'll sanitize everything. Yeah, people, people are so, um, or I love money, dude. Like, Money has become such an object that, you know, cash and stuff. That is maybe the dirtiest shit you ever come It always has been. Exactly. And like, it's, but, yeah. but it's like you get your gloves on, you hand them money, and, and then you touch your face. Like, come on. Right, yeah. You ruined everything okay. you tried to do. You're, it's okay. It's okay. I got gloves on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, guess if you, I guess if you iron your cash, though, when you induce the heat, it can actually kill a lot of the shit that's on it. So, I mean. Oh, so, yeah. It's kind of yeah. like money laundering. <laughs> love that yeah, i was out i was out golfing with a friend and he told me that he um he learned that from a doctor hmm. um he's like yeah man i i earn my money but i'm like dude we can really be a cashless society at this point if we want to be uh, that would probably hurt all our, yeah. our all our um unlawful friends but you know yeah oh and the, the adult Other ballets yeah yeah, that's yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. Well, they'll, just start, they'll just start holding out their iPhone with the little swipe. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, the little square on there. <laughs> I, I, you know what you said before about the consistency of everything going on in the media right now? Yeah. It's it's hard to tell what's actually going on and when this might end and all that crap because you got Tommy over here telling us that radio disc jockeys are giving out tickets for something that's going on soon. And then I'm getting emails from Disney World saying, hey, we're going to be opening up soon. 
It's like where are they getting their information from that they're just able to send these emails out like that? I think I think they're all banking on May first is when most of most everyone's um, sort of lockdowns are set to end, and I think everyone's banking on sort of a slow open at that point. Just to be honest, I, I'm well, not New one of those things. Like said that <laughs> last well, I checked, the- De Blasio closed the schools till September. Yeah, but you, you guys are the exception to the rule. But yeah. yeah, that was the thing. I mean the the radio, like I said, the concert was May second. Now, granted, yeah. They could give the tickets away, and yeah. if shit ain't opened up, okay, hey, you still got the tickets, but now the concert's going to be in October. Right. But it just, it just it, it caught my attention when I yeah, – I'm supposed to see Tool April, April 25th, right? And my buddy who I'm going with is telling me that they already postponed it, but I've gotten no emails from Ticketmaster or Tool or anybody saying, hey, this concert's postponed. We're not going to yeah. you know, let you go. So I'm going to wait until I get that official email before I decide anything. Yeah, I mean, dude, I've had people ask me about the tournament all the way out to July. I'm like, I'm fucking doing it. By then, we should be. I, we're going to have to do it under under conditions, I'm sure. But right. by then, we should be should be rolling, no problem. So, um, I mean, we, I, we COVID, hope so. COVID's here to stay, man. It's not going anywhere. But I think, um, yeah, I think uh, I think certain places are going to open up um, before others, man. And Billy, it's it's an unfortunate part of living in New York City, man. There's just so many people there. Um, yeah it's inevitably going to be slower to open. I think Detroit, Philly, like all these big, highly populated places are going to, they, they have to open slower. They just have to. Um, but if you live in like a, a less dense and, and more rural state across the board, you know, like Utah, I think, I think we'll be able to open up. I mean, dude, we're, we're, we just barely crossed 2000 cases. We don't even have a hundred hospitalizations yet, you know? So, um, I and mean, we've had 18 deaths. I mean, you you get that probably in an hour over there. And, well, I was gonna say just you saying that just you saying that sentence. There was probably that many in New yeah. York. So I mean, it's, well, yeah, that's all the laundromats around me are closed. But my girlfriend's telling me she got friends out on the island where they're still open. You know, like yeah. <laughs> I went into one today that was open actually, and the little Asian dude with his mask off around his neck, he's like telling me to stay at the door. I'm like. Okay. So I took another step. He's like, no, 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 no. Stay. I'm like, well, you guys doing drop off and pick up or whatever. He's like, no. I'm like, well, fuck off then. <laughs> and get <getting> my money. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's interesting. What's, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I, I think, um, a lot of that has to do with, you know, state's rights and, and governors being allowed to make some of the decisions, which I agree with. I don't think, um, uh, I don't think it's wise for a president to, force the state's hands personally that's just me but um maybe some people would disagree with that but i don't know that's just where i'm at because like individually you're gonna have you know texas i know is trying to open up and um i think oh what is that chicken cutlets panko breadcrumbs (laughs) that's a nice addition isn't it oh yeah (laughs) are you having curry or are you just are you just using it for i have to get more yeah I love that you guys. But uh, yeah, I think, and one of the biggest problems is it's to me, I'm not really paying attention, but it seems to me like de Blasio is trying to go against what Cuomo is saying and vice versa. He's trying to tell him to do one thing and de Blasio's like, no, nah, I'm going to do this. Yeah, no, they've been, they've been fighting the whole time. They haven't been, uh, um, <laughs> they haven't, they haven't really been on the same page this, this whole time. And like, like most other cities would never allow a guy. There's like two or three cities where you could be a mayor and that would like sort of qualify you as it being large enough to potentially run for president, New York city, DC and LA, uh, just because of the way the, the governments there work and stuff. And, mm-hmm. 
And I think um, de Blasio being the mayor of New York City and also having a failed presidential bid, like, I think he's he's a little too big for his britches, bro. Just to be honest, like, yeah, he would if he even if he tried again, he wouldn't have a shot. But he's also directly talked to the president, you know, and so is Cuomo. So it's like you've you've already undermined the whole the whole relationship of right. how that works. So, yeah, New York City is just its own animal, man. Well, you the know? governor is basically like the president of each state. Yeah, well, that's exactly. He's the chief executive, of course. That's yeah. exactly how that works. But yeah, when you're the when you're a mayor of a massive city like that, like. Um, it sort of undermines the whole idea of chain of command, I guess. But well, and especially with a big city like New York, you you almost have the butting of heads. Yeah, where the governor is supposed to be top dog, but mayor of New York, you're like, dude, I I got this. You know, it's yeah. like yeah. I'm in charge of more people than you are in the whole state. So right, right, yeah. Well, I think in New York, that's actually the case, right? I would imagine that the, the that's the, probably the case with every other. You know, it's, you know, I mean, honestly, yeah. I think in New York City, the downstate population far out would is either equal to or exceeds um, the rest of the state for sure. Yeah, yeah like you couldn't you couldn't put a gun to my head and tell me to give you the, the names of the Nassau County and the Suffolk County mayors. I would, I would, you'd just shoot me. Yeah. I'd have no idea. I wouldn't even know. They're not nearly as important. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. crazy man. I don't know. I, I mean, I, we're not. We're not. The bottom line, gents, is we're not going to be. Uh, we're not going to be back to normal. We're going to be to a new normal, and I'm just. I'm waiting to see what that is. And and that was eye opening. Uh, I showed you guys some pictures of that golf course that we went to. That's a small mm-hmm. golf course. That's honestly, um, it's 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 not like outrageously popular because it's kind of just a little executive. But that place is fucking packed, man. And um and I think it's. It shows kind of where we're headed, but um, it's also sort of dangerous. Love that, dude. Those are so these, hard to come by. These these were my uh, – this is my, my Easter presents for my father-in-law. Nice. All right. There you go. You're ready to go. Ooh, good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm set. And not for nothing, if July comes rolling around and we're still allowed to do shit, I'll be flying out to you in a nice empty plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm that, that, at least just be able to kick your feet up. <laughs> I mean – I think by July we'll be just fine, man. I think um, yeah. May May will probably still be a little awkward. I think by June June July we'll probably be rolling again, man. I just you know, it looks like even my uh, my in laws I think were they were coming in uh, NMA from the Philippines, and we thought they basically canceled, but I think that I think it's maybe back on. So um, again, it's better to, better to overreact than underreact, you know. Yeah. So. Apparently they got home right. testing kits now too. Uh, they're, uh, all these things have been, you know, sort of started to get developed or whatever. I don't know. We'll see. But you guys are killing me with these Corona seltzers, dude. I need one. I need to. I need them in my life. You know, and dude, this is my first time having them. They're not. Uh, I mean, they're not bad at all. They're. It's a mild flavor. It's not a strong flavor at all. The mango they're, ones they're are good. good. Billy, they've been working out for you. I haven't had the mango yet. So far, because you got you. I mean, you have like alcohol issues. Yeah, not like not an alcoholic thing, but like your <laughs> diet. Your diet doesn't allow for the sugar of alcohol, right? And the Coronas have been better for you, or what? Carbs, any of that shit. But these, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not doing what I used to do. I used to drink like a fish. I'm having a couple here and there. I'm not sitting here drinking like a twelve pack because I'm bored. You know. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. The white claws I've been hammering away. At. <laughs> I mean, dude, I, I mean, I, it's like I, I, yeah, 
I'm in the privacy of my home just smashing claws. Like, I just, there there's, no, there's no laws with white claws. They just go, dude, they go down smooth and like, you, you know, even though they're 5% alcohol, yeah. I don't ever feel like I'm getting like, obviously I'm bigger and all this shit, but like, I don't, um, I don't feel like that I could just it'll get, catch up to, it'll catch up though. It will towards the end of the night. But I'm saying like, while you're drinking, like you're not getting like boozy wasted and shit, you know, it's just like yeah. a, yeah. It's a different experience, I guess. Like when I drink, um, Jack or, and whatever, like I tend to just, whoop, just fire them away. And like all of a sudden I'm, you know, way too gone and i'm just like oh right. that's 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 what jack does that's why i don't drink it anymore i'll tell you one thing not drinking for almost two years my tolerance has gone from hero to zero i drink three of these things and i'm like that's a good place GD, to be man yeah that's a good place to be man like, yeah. um you know and then just you know dry yourself out again you know for a month or whatever and go yeah. back to it and, and stuff like um I, dude, I, I used to go on these like long ass dry spells. I haven't had one in quite a while, but, um, used to, I used to just dry out for a while. I just wouldn't even think about drinking, but that yeah. actually hasn't happened in a while. Mm. I, may, I may need one of those. The longest I dried out was a 13 weeks of Paris Island. <laughs> and that was it. Love that. And that was fucking 20 years ago. <laughs> Fuck. Even, even when I was in Iraq, we were there during the Marine Corps birthday. They let us have two, two real beers. Mm-hmm. well yeah we didn't yeah i mean that was probably my last like long dry spell I yeah, you should uh, see a bunch of us running around trying to figure out who doesn't drink trying to grab their tickets <laughs> yeah, extra beer to, um, we i did i had uh, actually that's funny because we we um when we left iraq we went to like abu dhabi and we got stuck there and then we went from abu dhabi to thailand and we got off and they let us off the plane and uh, I had a tiger beer, and I was buzzed off my ass. I fucking love tiger beer. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, was, that was my go-to beer. <laughs> I fucking love that beer. Dude, yeah, the, the folks in Abu Dhabi, we sat on a plane for 16 hours because our plane broke, and they would not let us off the plane. Like, we had three flight crews come on while we were sitting there. So, like, they came on, did a shift, left, came on, did a shift, left, mm-hmm. until we finally took off. Like, it was one of the worst experiences I think I've ever had. And then we get off of the plane in Thailand, dude, and, the, you know, the Thai people are – amazing they're just so nice yeah. like all the, at least all the people in the airport i'm sure like um i didn't go into like thailand but in the airport they were they were so gracious and nice well to thailand work. it's it's known as the land of smiles like the people there are so nice uh, yeah i mean it was they treated us so so good you know um, yeah and they were like hey you, you know we had some incidents with uh other guys you know how they come home in sticks or whatever some other sticks had gotten in some trouble so uh they restricted how much we could have but they let us have a beer and uh, Tiger beer. Tiger beer is good shit. Tiger beer kind of made me feel nice. I'm not going to lie. I'd actually like to know what a Tiger beer would be like now. Um, but because that was my first beer after however many months, you know. So I'd like you to know. You know, you go to one of your beer distributors and ask them to order it and they should, they'll get it for you. Uh, I live in Utah, my friend. That's a little. It's a little <laughs> yeah, they, don't even, they, they don't even have Bud Light Seltzer, man. So, <laughs> seltzer. Yeah, so you can get stuff in, but okay, so let's say, like, you know, I'm a Jack collector, right? So let's say I want um, a unique bottle of Jack Daniels. I can't just get a bottle. If I want it special ordered, I have to buy a whole fucking case. Mm. Same with, like, my, my wife loves a certain type of wine that it's very difficult to find. I have to buy her a whole case, or I got to drive to, like, Vegas or, you know, somewhere else. So. Um, I try to pick that shit up along the way whenever we're out, but, um, yeah, it's, it's just not that simple in this state. That's the one, uh, if I could ever say like, uh, there's not much about Utah. I don't like that's one of them is just 
cause I'm, and it's more of a collector's issue than a, um, you know, I have a, a unique bottle for almost every occasion and story and, you know, right. but it, it, it definitely hurts my collector's ability. But yeah. I can't even get fucking Bud Light Seltzer, dude. It's like, it doesn't even exist. I've never seen it. It's like, a, it's, it's, it's not here. It's well, not- before, before I found this Arnold Palmer the other day, the first store I went to, this is like, you know, complete opposite of what you deal with in Utah. Cause I asked the guy, I said, Hey, you got the Arnold Palmer, you know, spikes, you know, and he's like, he's like, no, he's like, we used to have it. He's like, I can order it for you if you want. And they said, no, I was like, you don't have to, you know, go all orders, you know, special order for me. So like, it's no problem. I said, no, it's cool. I'll, I'll find it when I find it. But yeah, where you have to order a whole case, this dude's just like, oh yeah. He's like, you want some? I'll get it for you. But yeah, dude, the Palmers are nice, man. I could see that it'd be a nice summertime kind of, yeah. you know, cause they're well, the same with all these seltzers are good freaking sitting by the pool thing. I have a hard, I have an issue with the, the high, highly carbonated stuff in the summertime. It doesn't jive with me. That's just, me. It, it all depends on what it is, but, but again, sent by a pool, man, all these things are yeah. perfect for it. Yeah. I'd like to try the Corona stuff. I think the Corona seltzers came in a little, uh, a little better on calories and gluten and all that, didn't they? Yeah, it's gluten free. Yeah. So the, the white claws and shit are, Tommy, don't even bother looking at the Palmer's like, no, I well, I'm not. I believe me, I'm not worried about all that stuff. But you have, they don't even put it. They don't even put it on there. Yeah, they didn't. I had to try to. Look <laughs> it up, and it's like double. It's like double, like a claw and some of that. Are, there you go. Yeah, because like, like, like I'm looking at the Corona. It's, it's 90 calories, which is, that's that's what most things are. Is the 90 calories? Even like Michelob Ultra, that's their. Yeah. Billy, something. <laughs> I know. I'm actually. I'm looking online. I'm trying to find to see if I have some near me because I don't think I've ever had Tiger Beer. Tommy, go to your guy and tell him to order you some Tiger Beer and then watch Tiger King while drinking it. Well, the thing is we have uh, – it's I don't know. It's, it's not too far from me. There's a, uh, there's a grocery store down south called uh, Jungle Gems. This, I mean, you can Google it. It's, it's like worldwide known. This place, you, it has everything you can think of other than fucking Coco's Curry. But – but I could go there and get the rice and, you know, other kinds of, you know, curry from there. But, I mean, it's, it's just an international market that has just everything. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So and uh, if, if, if somewhere nearby has it, it's going to be them. So our international markets are just like that, minus the beer, you know. And, <laughs> you, know, you know, where the best place for us to do anything that, um, that Lori loves or grew up with or any of that stuff is actually in Vegas. There's a place called Seafood City. Like, I love San Miguel beer. It's Filipino beer. Um, I used to be able to get it no problem in Okinawa. It's like impossible to find anywhere else, but that's the one place that I can get it. Is uh, if we go, probably, to, I can probably find it here. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's in New York. I'm sure you can find anything you want in New York City, but um, <laughs> that's crazy. Like legal or not, <laughs> it's funny. Well, look, we'll we'll start to like we'll find ourselves like making up fucking weird reasons to like drive that far mm-hmm. to like, get down there and find some of the stuff. Like, what is Vegas for you, drive wise? Uh, since I moved, it's probably five hours or less at this point, which is not bad. Not bad at all. Um, I can remember when we lived in 29 Palms, we used to drive yeah. to Vegas. Yeah. So out of 29 Palms down to Vegas, probably like four to five hours, I bet. Yeah. So, um, and that was when I was little, but I remember my parents, they dropped me off at Circus Circus with a bag of nickels and I'd be playing video games while they hit the, the slot machines up. Yeah. My dad, my dad claims that on a good night, if you're on the far outskirts of, 
you know, out in the desert of Tornado Palms, not on base, but out in the training area that you could see the glow of Vegas off in the distance. Oh, I bet that's accurate. I would, I would say like, because, because there's nothing in between it. Yeah, there's so much, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so wide open. Um, yeah. And the, and the, honestly, the light pollution is so bad. Like I believe it hundred percent believe it. Like, and Tornado Palms is so fucking big. I yeah. mean, I mean, act, you know, area wise, if you've ever flown into Vegas, and I don't know if you've ever have or not. If you ever get a chance to fly yeah. to Vegas, it's a pretty intense experience, actually. Um, cause yeah, it's, it's cool. It's it's pretty wild. Like um, I've I've flown in twice, once during the day, and once at night, and it's pretty cool. Both both times I did it was at night. When you fly in, when you fly into Vegas during the day, you're kind of like, oh, it's fucking gross. Like, <laughs> like I like the desert though. You got to think to yourself, like, who, what asshole thought to put this great place here? You know. But, I mean, mob yeah obviously <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, like, there's plenty of documentaries <laughs> on that yeah. his it's name pretty, i think his name's bugsy siegel <laughs> it's, just, it's really fascinating though that that was the place you know that they decided right to to vegas like, when i first flew into vegas nothing against vegas people that live there or anything when i first flew into there and i landed it was at nighttime and the people walking around in that airport i was like what movie set am i on mm-hmm. everyone was so fake it was weird it was like the yeah, weirdest well, thing in Vegas, like most people, you got to remember, like, like there's some places where you go, like people aren't actually from there. You know, what I, like if you go to DC, no one's actually from DC. There are very few people that you'll meet that actually grew up there. Right. They're all right. from somewhere else because of the government, right? Uh, if you go to Vegas, Vegas is almost the same thing. I'm not. Uh, there are definitely people who live there, but very mm-hmm. few of them are like actually from there. They've moved there because of work, or they, you know what I mean? Like, there's no like actual vegas people and then well, especially all, if you're on the strip ain't nobody there from vegas no, all the shit you see like all the people you see like they're they're there and like trying to be like some different human you know they're not even trying to be whoever they actually are hmm. vegas like people watching in vegas is just as much fun as probably any of the other shit you do you know oh yeah <laughs> that's i mean that's kind of fascinating actually like <laughs> It's the same thing in Atlantic City. I've never gone to Atlantic City, man. I, I heard that's a pretty good time. I'd like to go check that out. Yeah, it's like a little mini Vegas. I'm not. I'm not into. Are you guys gamblers? Like, are, do you like to play the slots and shit? Or that slots? Time? No. Roulette. If, it, three card poker is so, fun so, if you have money. So, so let me tell you a quick little story. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm. I'm. We're within first year of me dating my wife, and so. Me being the single guy, big roller, I'm like, oh, I'll take her out to Vegas for her birthday. Mm-hmm. She had never been, and she talked about going. So, so she and I go out there, and you know, she's single mom of two. We go to Vegas, hadn't even checked into the hotel yet. I said, hey, let's let's just go play, you know, game real quick. So I walk up to blackjack, and the dealer's like, you know, there's a fifty dollar a hand table, which I didn't know at the time, but I'm like, well, I'm not gonna be a chump you know it's like oh yeah i know it's 50 bucks a hand so three hands later we're down 150 dollars <laughs> i said hey well, why don't we go check into the hotel room now but i guess you know i find out later that she was sitting there like you know what how many groceries i could have bought with 150 dollars where i'm just like eh, it's nothing yeah we're good we're in vegas but, but you're crying on the inside fast forward 10 years later and here we are yeah that's crazy. I'm not a. I'm not a. Big oh yeah. Oh, so I'm like God. Oh, <laughs> there was no more. There was no more blackjack during that trip. But no, I mean, we'll, we'll we we play. We hit we hit every casino, and we would play the wheel of fortune slot machine for you know like a freaking nickel or a dime, whatever they had. I mean, we're not high rollers by any means, but yeah, we we enjoy going there and 
you know, spend a couple dollars. But my brother-in-law. If you go in knowing you're not going to win. Yeah, my brother-in-law's sick with Hold'em. That's one of his big things. Like, and he's one of those fucking numbers guys. Like, I, I admired that so much. I can't run the stats and numbers and all that stuff. I'm no, I'm no good at that. I learned how to play Hold'em in, in Iraq. It was actually my Iraqi interpreter taught me how to play. Um, I never, I never really got very good at it, but, um, yeah, dude, I, I like if you want to. I got a. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say I got a couple buddies here that we get together every so often and play Hold'em together, but. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, and that was the thing. I mean, there was a good run for, I don't know, <laughs> 10, 15 years ago where, I mean, it was all over ESPN was the Texas Hold'em tournaments, you know, the World Series of Poker. And that's when it got real popular with everybody. Right. Like, I'll throw money into probably when pool. you were in Iraq. <laughs> like, I'll throw money into, like, a game of pool, you know, or, like, I'll play people for drinks on pool tables, like, all day long. Because I'm VKs. more... Uh, I'm, VKs. I'm, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just way more in control, you know? And, like... Right. Um, I don't know. I, I've never, I've never been attracted. I think also part of it. I know um, I have one of those very addictive kind of personalities where. Uh, so you know, if you get into it, you're gonna get into it. Yeah, I'll keep, I'll keep going. You know, so yeah, um, I've been able to avoid it. But there's enough, dude. There's so much to do in Vegas aside from gambling. It's like I said, it's just fascinating. Um, yeah, you see all the just the fucking shenanigans that people do. You know, yeah, and how crazy it gets. I, I mean, I, I enjoy it. And I think what's that? It's like Fremont Street, the older part. Like yeah, that. Like old that's Vegas or old Vegas. Yeah, so funny where all the people are standing in their little spots, uh, their little outfits and shit, like trying to get <laughs> baffling. It's just crazy. Yeah, that's a good time for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see it could get expensive. We're you know, unfortunately, so my daughter Chloe was born um, July first. She's like fascinated with Paris, like Paris, France, and we were going to go to. Uh, we weren't going to stay at the hotel. I don't think specifically, but we were just going to take her to Paris, the hotel there, see the little Eiffel Tower and all that. You know, right? Um, and you know, we were going to probably do some school shopping because there's just cheaper outlets and shit down there, that kind of stuff. And you know, it's just fun little road trip. But I think that come is, out here to Kings Island, man. We got a mini so Eiffel I've, Tower. I've, dude, I've actually I've <laughs> wanted to go to Kings Island. I wanted to meet my sister there because it'd be like an easy way for us to meet. Um, so that's actually that's probably going to be in the cards at some point. Yeah, they have they a, they have let a, me know. We're like I said, that's that's freaking half hour for me. Where they have you? a small Eiffel Tower in Bush Gardens too. Do they? in Virginia? Yeah, well, I mean, she saw one at she saw the one. You can't get close to the one at Epcot Center. It's just kind of there. Um, you, you can go up the one at Kings Island. I don't. I'm scared. Like it, well, I am too. If I'm moving, I'm fine. Yeah. Like I said, I have no problem with the roller coasters, but to actually like go up in a stationary high up. I don't like to do that's, this. Yeah, I, I'm such a puss when it comes. I'm, I'm not even. <laughs> I'm not even afraid to admit it because I can't hide it. Like I can't. Right, like, right. I can't like gut it out and get up there. I'm like, nope. Like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Yeah, the one in yeah, Bush I, I didn't you can go up to. I've been up to Statue of yeah, Liberty. I, did, too, I didn't like going. Pretty cool. I didn't like going in the uh, the Washington Monument. I was shut down. I've never had the chance. I wanted to do that, but I. I uh, we we went in like my eighth grade my eighth grade field trip. We went there. And we were able to go up there, and I looked out, and I was like, "No, nah, we're good. I'll be on the bus." See, you wouldn't like going up to Statue of Liberty. I mean, I don't know if they've changed it, but when I went up it, you're inside, but you're literally going up this like one person spiral staircase all the way up to the crown. <laughs> oh, and then like I know you can go inside the arch in uh, St. Louis. <laughs> I was there for a while. Didn't do that. Nope. Fuck off. Um, we went up to Tokyo. Yeah. The Tokyo. <laughs> We stayed at the Tokyo Prince Hotel, and right by there is like a Eiffel Tower-looking thing. Uh, it's like Tokyo's version. I went up that and about lost my fucking mind. Um, 
Yeah, dude. I, I mean, I've gone up a, a trolley car up to um, Snowbird, uh, whatever mountain. It's like, a, you know, here. And I was like, uh-uh. I just, dude, I, I, just, I sat oh. down. And people were, like, laughing at me and shit. I <laughs> So when I showed when I showed you those pictures of me going out the uh, the little yeah, no, cube at the knee, the Willis Tower in Chicago, my knee shake, dude. Just looking at the pictures, my knees actually start to quiver a little bit. I'm not kidding. It's I don't I I, I mean I don't even like I said I can't even hide it, dude. I don't know what happened. I mean the way they have it there, the way it's set up, there's three of them. One of them it's like a long ass line, which is what we me and my mom did because they take like a professional picture for you. But the other two, you can just walk up and do whatever the fuck you want and have pictures take or friends take pictures of you. People going in there take doing push ups, just like staring down below them. I'm like, I don't know if I'm doing that, but I'll walk out onto it. Bro, I get scared for other people. Like, well, like, like I've you know, like I've been walking around like Niagara Falls and like go out on this like glass thing and it, uh. Uh-uh. Well, like, they got that one at uh, the Grand Canyon now too, don't they? With the glass. Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that. I, I don't. I don't think I could do that. Not this. making one here. <laughs> I remember walking on the bridge. Speaking of Vegas, I remember walking on the the bridge that goes over uh, Hoover. And yeah. that was that was a little much. Yeah, I haven't been out. I haven't been out there. Uh, Lori has, and I know she. Lori's not afraid of heights at all. Like, she's the she's the chick who'll get like dangerously close to get a selfie and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I mean, I, like I said, we went on the bridge. It's it's the actual road, yeah. but it has a sectioned off, you know, barricaded area where you can walk. But the wind, I mean, yeah. is so I mean, is. it's kicking up up there, and so it's it's one of those where I kind of like look over the edge, and I'm like, okay, that's good. Let's go back to the car. I can say I've been here. Well, even <laughs> when I went up the the little Eiffel Tower at Bush Garden, I think it was Bush Gardens, whatever. When you go up there, you could feel it like moving because of the wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. nope, not this. <laughs> Because like, it happens on friggin' bridges yeah. and overpasses. So, I mean, if you stop in traffic, you can feel the shit moving, and I don't like that either. All right, so time out, time out. Are you okay, Coon? Are you good with roller coasters? Yeah. Yes. Okay, because there's of, this. There are some that I. There are some like that I'm not interested in, but I I can get on them and and I'll go upside down and stuff. But right. um, I'm not gonna lie. It's it's just something I can do, but I still have a hard time with it. Yeah. All right, I gotta find this video. I think it was in Bush Gardens. There's one that literally, it, when you go to the top. It stops when you're hanging over for like a, like a few seconds. That's hard. Would you me. be able to handle that? I struggle through that part. Yeah. So okay. like we have, it'll stop yeah. and then it'll fall. So, but at have, that point in time, you ain't got no choice anyway. Yeah, no, you don't. You're already committed. <laughs> right. We had we had uh, we had the Superman out at Darien Lake and and it's real real high, and mm-hmm. it is the closer to the front of it you are, you hang there for a while, uh, coming down. Waiting for the rest of it to yeah, yeah. To catch. I mean that's super fast and it's fun, but if you're too close and you're hanging there, that sucks. Uh, and yeah, dude. And you know, a, a lot of this actually got worse after I was flying around in helicopters all the time because of the sudden movements and stuff that they do. It's not like in a plane, you know, those things are way more agile and some of that shit kind of, yeah, it just really it fucked with me. And I've, I've definitely had a harder time since, but yeah, man, it's just not something, um, something I enjoy where, yeah. where a lot of people who are good with heights aren't good with water. I'm way, way good with water. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing about the water. Yeah that scares me you know what i mean yeah see i was if if i know what's going on then i'm okay with it i don't have a problem with it but like when when we landed from kuwait into iraq they did you know the combat landing those are not fun i've never heard of that before and all of a sudden they just the plane just starts dropping and i'm like what the fuck is going on yeah, those are <laughs> like not. oh it's a combat landing i'm like oh 
okay. You know, the, the crazy <laughs> Thanks part for telling is, me. When, when, when we were going into Iraq, they didn't need to be doing that stuff. Like, they were just doing it because you had young pilots that were trying to learn it, you know, or right. do it. Like, and then they make hard banks and shit and big-ass yep. aircraft. Like, that sucks, dude. <laughs> and the fucked-up part is, is there's no windows. In a C-130, you can't see yeah. shit. Yeah, you know, there's no, there's no telling what's happening, man. It's, uh, that's a rough experience, dude. Like, um, we, we had one and like, I lost a, uh, a deck of cards. Like I was holding a deck of cards and it started floating when we did that. And it just, it, I don't know where it went it's somewhere in the, you know, in the plane, but yeah, that kind of shit sucks, man. You're right. When you don't know exactly what's happening, um, it's just, it's a little frustrating, but yeah, we used to do that at Six Flags. They had this ride called the great American free fall where they just put you up like a hundred and 200 feet or whatever. And then you just drop and we would hold like a quarter in our hand and then just let go. And a quarter would be going down with you. Right. What do you have out there in, in near you? Like, what are, they don't have anything crazy at Coney Island and shit, do they? There's nothing. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I've never been there. Really? Personally. Yeah, no. Oh, I've wow. never had an interest to go there. So I've never been. But yeah, we if we go anywhere, rides-oriented, I'll go. we'll go to like Six Flags in Jersey. Oh, okay. So that's, not, that's probably not very far, right? Uh, about an hour and a half, two hours. That's not bad, though. No. That's funny, though, because like, it's funny that you've never been to Coney Island because like when – so I've been to Niagara Falls a bunch of times, but when people bring it up, I'm like, yeah, whatever, dude. It's like it's water falling off a cliff. That's like me with Manhattan. It's yeah. like, oh, I love the city. It's like, I don't. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't want to go anywhere near that, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's funny, like, what people what people think, you know, like, when you live next to one of the seven wonders of the world, and it's, like, really no big deal. Yeah. You know, like, whenever we go to Buffalo, my wife wants to go see Niagara Falls, and I'm like, Why? For what? Like, yeah, you know, but I just, you, you don't appreciate it because you just, you grew up with it, you know? And the funny yeah, part is like the Niagara, Niagara Falls sucks unless you're on the Canadian side. Like it's, it's really not fun. Like I tell everyone, go to the Canadian side. It's better. Like, yeah. So like, if you want to have a good time and when you well, come to the city, always says that, yeah, the Canadian side's better. Yeah, it is. It's cleaner and it, and it just looks better. Yeah. If you want to have a good time in the city and you don't like heights, you know, you go somewhere like the Empire State Building, just go on the elevator. It's like a ride in itself. It goes up like 40 miles an hour. Oh, does it? You yeah. I you don't have to You don't have to walk out and look and see if you're afraid of heights. Just get back on the other one and go back down. <laughs> I, feel like we, I feel like we may have went into the Empire State Building when I was a kid. And I know my parents went up to the, the top of the trade towers when they were still there in the 90s, early 90s. I was in New York City actually the first time it got bombed. Like, um on well, 93 or 92 yeah, we, were, we were leaving the city and it, it got bombed like a couple hours later it's crazy yeah um, dude i was coming back from six flags on september 10th going over the bridge looking at the skyline seeing the twin towers and then the next day i was like you gotta be fucking kidding me no it's tracy went tracy went out there i don't know a couple years ago to visit her cousin and she did all the the touristy stuff i like said my 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 new york experience is the airport so she and i have talked about you know just me and her making a trip and doing all the doing it well, it will obviously will visit you, uh, but doing all the the touristy stuff. There's another. Uh, I don't know. Did you guys know Williamson, female type? She's up at Hanson. So I, don't, I don't think you guys met her, but she's she's on Long Island also. Huh. Her husband uh, Napolitano. You remember him, Joe? That's my best friend's last name. But he he was he was on Foster, but. The two of them are married, but like I said, they're they're there on Long Island. Cool. Uh, I've talked to her a couple times about if we get out there to get up and visit and all that stuff. But yeah, Tracy did. She went to Empire, yeah. um, you know, did the nine eleven stuff, and they went and saw fish at whatever concert venue there. And fun fact for you guys: 
you know, I was adopted. I'm from Brazil. I'm actually on the wall of immigrants at Ellis Island. Wow. Oh. No shit. I don't know. My mom applied for it. You know, she gave copies of my naturalization certs and they said, all right, we'll put you on the wall. That's That's awesome. That's awesome. So that's one place I want to go visit. I haven't visited that yet. Um, I did, you know, dude, I was super fortunate um, that Billy, that time I was out in New York city, I was there for a conference Mm -hmm. and and part of the conference was the Homeland security conference. So obviously part of it was going to nine 11 Memorial. What was unique though, is I actually got to tour the Memorial with a guy who was doing search and rescue operations from Utah. He flew from Utah to 9-11 with a task force. He was doing um, search and rescue. And like inside the memorial, you're inside areas of the what was left. And he's like, yeah, man, I was right here actually searching, you know, for people. And yeah. that was a humbling experience because like he's a guy I really look up to. He's a fireman, but he's been on the national search and rescue stuff forever. And um, he's literally done like every disaster this country's seen since 9-11 you talked about him before yeah Yeah. and and getting to walk around a memorial like that with someone like that who has like in-depth knowledge it was uh Mm -hmm. i mean it's probably i'm not gonna say once in a lifetime because i'm sure some of those guys go back and and do that stuff but it was it was pretty unique because it was just me him and my buddy phil so it was uh it was pretty pretty special man like i've been i've been in the museum and it's weird when you go there, especially, I mean, I don't know how it would be for someone that's not from New York, but like when I went there, you only really see two emotions. You see people crying or you, you like me, you get really pissed off again at what happened. Yeah. And like, there's a little section in there that it's like, don't bring kids in here. It's like a little disclaimer. Yeah. And it's just like the most fucked up shit. And when I went in there, I was, it's like when I, when it first happened and the reason I joined the Marine Corps all those emotions came right back to me and hit me like that. Yeah. And it was crazy. And then there's like this huge wall inside of there where it's like, they're still trying to figure out who people are behind this wall, like in a lab. Yeah. And I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Crazy. Man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a humbling experience. That's for sure. And you know what I, you know, that movie, uh, what was it? You know, the guy who plays Thor, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth 12 yeah. strong. Yeah. And then there's the little 12 strong memorial over there too. Yeah, um, that was pretty cool. There's some really interesting shit to see down there, and then obviously the Freedom Tower is there now, and it's a beautiful, big, beautiful, gorgeous building. And um, yeah, the whole the whole thing is. I haven't been in there yet. My uh, girlfriend has. So I've been right at the base of it and took some cool pictures, but I've never, I haven't gone in it. I, I didn't have a reason to go in it, but um, I don't know something about being in big ass buildings in New York City without a reason. Just kind of, it's like, man, maybe maybe I'll just keep walking, go find it, you know. Maybe that's just me. I don't know, but it's weird. It's like every time you do something now, it's you. It's kind of well, us anyway. It's in the back of your mind. Like when I went up the Willis Tower, I was like, "Fuck, man, what if I go up here?" Yeah, you gotta. I, think, I feel like you almost have to think that way. Some, well, especially if you, dude, you live you 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 lived it in New York City. Like, like yeah. I lived it, but I was in Buffalo. You know, it's a lot. It was a lot different. Like, um, not to say that we weren't. We didn't. We all felt like you know New York City people that day, obviously, but. It wasn't like in my, you know, backyard and shit. Like I couldn't look out my window and see what was happening. Right. And think about all the people that still go to the Pentagon that worked there that, that day and they still work in the Pentagon. Yeah. If there is any, I don't know. Oh no, there's a ton. They have, yeah. uh, they actually have a special, uh, they have special license plates and stickers for folks that were there that day. Yeah. Uh, like you can get it in Virginia. I don't know if they have like a, I don't know how they prove it, but you can get like, like I have a 911 um, Virginia license plate on my wall, but they have like a specific one, like I was there kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, pretty pretty interesting. But, uh, I mean, yeah, 
that was a that was a crazy time, man. Dude, I, I've actually kind like of I told you I was I was already at Fort Learnwood. Yeah, that must have been weird. Already kind of like, oh, we're going to war. You know, like uh, it had to have been like, the, you know. Well, and that's the thing because I, I think I mentioned on you know on our episode that you know all through all through boot camp every day you're going to war yeah. according to the drill instructors. Right. And then yeah. you know then we're at Fort Learnwood and you know they come in, hey, this is going on. And half the guys are like, oh, they're just fucking with us. And I'm like, we're not at boot camp anymore. They don't yeah. they don't play those games to that extent. You know, I was like, I think this is legit, you know. And again, oh, we yeah. didn't we didn't see we didn't see any video footage, nothing until dinner time. We we're in the chow hall. Because we were out yeah. getting our GOV licenses all day. Yeah. So we you know, we heard, but we we didn't see anything till dinner time. Cool. Yeah, the moment I knew it was like legit legit was when because I knew I was gonna swear in on my eighteenth birthday that year. And like I think it was four or five days before that is when we invaded Iraq. And I'm like, Oh, okay, <laughs> this yeah. is real, yeah. but I'm still doing it. And I did. <laughs> when, where, did, where, uh, where does your mom work, Billy, compared to that? I'm just curious. Like what, what part mean? of the city does she work in? Well, she, she was working in an office in garden city, which is in Nassau County. Okay. And now she works out in Suffolk County because they uh, open up another building near her, but. So she wasn't working in Manhattan or anything when no. that was going on. Yeah. I mean, when, dude, it, obviously New York City, like you're going to, if that, something like that happened, everybody knew in New York City what was going on. But yeah, dude, I, dude I've kind of become like a weird, um, I, I wind up in places where I see like some of these crazy like terrorist incidents and shit. Like, you know, I've been to the Vegas place. I've been to the, uh, Pulse in Orlando. I've been to, obviously not, most people go to 9-11, but um, yeah, crazy, man. Like you see all these weird, like it's, it's almost like a form of terror tourism. If that, it's kind of weird. I mean, in your well, profession, like, you have to. In a way. Well, yeah. Like our, our Oklahoma City, our office is in the new yeah. federal building. You oh, know? Sure, yeah. That's an interesting documentary. It is. That much. Yeah, that's a – so Timothy McVeigh, man, that those type of people are the ones I worry the most about, to be honest. Yeah. I'm not sure. Because yeah, they're right here in our backyard. And there's well, nothing you can do to stop them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially because I'm, I'm, I'm more, um, it's, you know, the guard facilities or, you know, these different things like, yeah, it's just a little bit more likely, you know, you're not going to necessarily see ISIS, you know, uh, do some, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Crazy, man. It's right. weird. Uh, I, most people, when they pass through Orlando, don't immediately think to themselves, Hey, let's go check out where that shooting was. You know, like it doesn't happen. But for most people, but for me, is it open? Is it like back up and running? It was a really curious thing, man. So the guy who owned it then owns it now. Mm -hmm. Uh, The place is shut down. It's sealed off. Um, The holes were still in the walls and stuff where they crashed through the bathroom to extricate people, but it's all sealed off. You have to like peek through and it's a memorial. And Mm -hmm. I think what they were saying was they're going to try to overhaul the place and make it a real memorial. Um, Yeah. But I mean, it was definitely a weird, um, a weird circumstance. Come to come to Dayton. I'll take you to ours. Yeah, because now you have the bar, right? You just had the yeah the shooting there not too long ago. What's up? Is that bar open? Yep. Are they open and running, or is it? Yeah, was it? Yeah, it was because it was it was the uh, it was the same day as the El Paso yeah. shooting. Those days, my was, wife. That was a crazy wife, week. My wife was actually there. She left like forty five minutes before the shooting started. Wow. And because in the morning she wow. woke me up and she's like, oh, there was a shooting, you know, in the Oregon district. I said, no, I said, that was in El Paso. You, you don't know what you're talking about. She's like, no, no, like seriously, there was a shooting. Yeah. And yeah. And then I, you know, I finally wake up and see on the news that 
because that's a little bar district downtown Dayton. But yeah, that's the everything's back open. And the police response to Dayton one was pretty good. They they got on that kid pretty quick. Yeah, because they they're they're usually they're usually hanging out there. Yeah. I mean, it's it's usually you know there's not a lot of problems, but it's mm-hmm. just uh, it's one of those you know Friday Saturday nights. It's the bar district, so the, you have a heavy you know police presence. But and thankfully they were there. Yeah, yeah, that would have been a lot worse, I'm sure, if they if they weren't on standby there. I mean, New York City does that a lot now too. They have yeah yeah tactical teams kind of deployed and you know certain areas to give them give them more yeah. security presence. You know. You got, you I got, got a, the whole I got a buddy in the NYPD who's on the ter- anti-terrorist task force. So yeah, I got another guy's in K nine. They're everywhere out there. I mean, mm-hmm. especially down in Manhattan, like every, every major kind of place, there's a couple of them, you know, Times Square and the whole deal. I, I mean, I think it's smart, man. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's unfortunate that we have to live that way, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But at the end of the day, everyone's going to keep doing what they do. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, it's an example of that is New Year's Eve. Yeah, of course. You're just passing by a couple extra cops that just look a little different than they used to, you know. The mm-hmm. cops were always there. They just don't look – they look different, you know. A little more – unfortunately, a little more militarized, man, but it is what it is. Right. Yeah, it's a weird – it's a strange thing, man, when I pass through states and I'm like, oh, what happened here, you know? And I remember, like, all these – because I, I spend most of my time, like, studying them and shit. And it's, it's weird. It's kind of creepy sometimes. But I don't know. We'll see. Interesting. Think, we'll same, have Chicago. Same time. What's that? I said, but it's interesting at the same time. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's just, it's, I don't know, man. It's, it's a, you know, it's like, it's like being a ghost tourist when you're, right. when you're going to see the creepy <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? It's like kind of, kind of strange. Yeah. Yeah. That Vegas, uh, uh, passing through Vegas and seeing the, that harvest festival place or whatever, or route 91, whatever it was called. That's kind of eerie. Right. There's a lot, you know, uh, yeah. the whole dynamics, of all that stuff is kind of wild. But, and we don't really know much about that one, you know? No. So, I don't know, man. Tommy, I actually saw um, your uh, your profession. You guys have quite a few detained COVID cases, I saw. That's kind of interesting. They're, they're starting to – the military, like our DOD, our military, like we got a lot of cases in our military. We've got, like, people in custody – uh, about na- nationwide or in Dayton? Uh, no, just no, it, nationwide. I mean, whoever reported it. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, we don't – I mean, technically, we don't house anyone in Dayton. But, yeah. Um, yeah, as far as I know, I don't think we have any in our facilities. But but that's the thing. I mean, the, and that's why they're trying to take as much precautions as they can with regular jails and all that stuff. Because, I mean, that's a fucking powder keg, man. One gets it. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's no social distancing in prison. You know, did you it's, see, did you see Chloe's post boner Bonner, the other day? Yeah. She, her prison pops. She got one. Yep. In there. Yeah. That's hard to get. Once it's in the prison, man, it's hard to get. Right. Right. Yeah. With, uh, so like the mercy in LA, the hospital ship in LA, they've got a confirmed case. And then the comfort had like two or three already mm-hmm. of crew. Members. I saw the comfort. Yeah. The comfort was crew members. Yeah. yeah. So, so what are they, what are they, how are they going by letting people out of prison with so that they don't get COVID or whatever. Like what I crimes? The, I don't understand the thought process behind that. I didn't get that. Cause um, I'm hearing, I'm hearing a whole bunch of people are getting let out. And then you, you see articles about R Kelly wanting to get out because of this. And then they're like, no, you're staying. Well, and, and that's the thing. There's, there's a lot of advocates for our customers that are like, Oh, that you got to release them. You got to release them. But 
I don't know how there's justification for that. You know, I don't understand the thought. I would think if if you were in a prison, you would lock it down more. You know, right, <laughs> and like, right. And 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 like, and that's one of those unfortunate jobs where you might be so essential that you actually have to stay on property, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, right. Uh, I don't I don't understand why you would let dangerous people out during this. Uh, uh, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, but no, there, there's there's no reason whatsoever. It's, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> they might have to just pull up a cot like we did in, when typhoons were going on. Yeah, and then the, yeah. the same the same thing. It's like they let these guys out, and then boom, you see like oh this this guy was just let out because of COVID, and he already popped for robbery. Well, it's it's the the fucking was it the bail reform acts or all that shit that was going on. You know, I don't Overnight. understand how how do you you can't just throw like let a dude out of jail. And just think that they're going to be on their feet all of a sudden and not go back to, you know what I mean? Like, what do they right. have? If you right. walk out of jail, you, you effectively have nothing. And then you're walking out into an economy that's not functioning. What the fuck do you think they're going to do? Yeah, you're not going to go find a job. I mean, it's not, I yeah. mean there are some places that are hiring, but, you know, I mean, it's not, just, it's not, that, it's not that fucking simple, right. bro, dude. Like, I, I, don't, I don't get the train of thought there. No. Yeah. That was, I don't know, man. It was interesting. And I don't, I don't know who is that a national thing? Do you know, or was that just a few areas? Was well, letting, is letting oh, prisoners out? Yeah, I don't know who all was undertaking that. I think uh, I think a lot of places are starting to you know talk about it. Like yeah, I know Rikers, Rikers, Rikers is, is a nationwide thing. Yeah, I know Rikers is letting people out, and Rikers. De Blasio apparently is talking about letting out harder criminals, and people are like, no. <laughs> Rikers actually has COVID cases inside the prison, though, too. Like they've sucks had, for them. They've had confirmed cases. Yeah, well, sucks for them. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't have it if they didn't end up getting there for stupid shit that they did. Right. I don't. Sorry, not sorry. Again, I don't understand the thought process behind it personally. But I mean, whatever. I mean, I guess I'm not. I'm not an elected official, so my opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah, I don't get it, man. It's uh, it's just one of those fucking weird things. It's it's like Tommy's customers. If they're afraid of giving, getting COVID because of where they are and where they're detained, maybe if you didn't come here illegally, you might not have gotten it. Well, also, most of those folks aren't fucking vaxxed, right? I think... Well, probably not. Majority, I wouldn't imagine. The majority of them. And again, if, you, if you're going to come here illegally, don't do stupid shit to get caught. That's the bottom fucking line. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know of someone who has... Uh, couple of relatives here that are not here legally and <laughs> he'll probably never get caught because they're hard-working people you know and they don't do anything stupid and they've been and here illegally for years and more power to them yeah and those yeah. those are the ones we're not worried about you know look dude i, I mean i I, do, I was told a story about a tattoo guy he was from france or something he came here on a student visa and overstayed right mm-hmm. i think that's pretty typical so he essentially put himself into an illegal status but he was a tattoo artist and he was making like all this cash doing his work <laughs> like he tried to go become legal and they threw him out <laughs> so it's like i mean there's some issues i think with the system the system itself yes has its flaws so you know when you have a guy who recognizes like hey i guess i should have been doing this the right way now i have the money to actually help myself like maybe you you know i get but like, if you but if you've been rocking and rolling for that long just yeah i mean maybe don't even bother cu- yeah kudos for trying to do it but yeah, I know because like one of the guys I work with from El Salvador, and he he said it's pretty bad down there. Like, just to get an appointment to pay for an application to come into the United States, you're lucky if you get an appointment six months out, and then you're lucky if they even say okay, yeah. and you don't get that money back. 
you know, you pay like $400 for the application or whatever it is. A guy like that is actually understands like how bad it is and realizes like, I need to be here and be good. You know? Well, Salvador is a bad country. Like it's bad down there. No, it's still a place to be. (laughs) But but a lot of the bad ones come here too. Right. But those are the ones that aren't going to do the right thing to stay. They're not here for that reason. They're not actually here to necessarily build a better life, you know, and they're here for contribute. (laughs) Yeah. That's a, that's a, this is a conversation you can have, you know, we could go round and round and round and round and I don't know, man. I, I mean, so you, should, you should let me know when <laughs> I just, like I said, man, I just, I get why people would want to try to make a better life for their family. But um, at the same time, you're right. Like if you come here and you get here, you should appreciate being here and not fucking, you shouldn't be out. And that's what I appreciate about what you do. Tommy is like, you're, it's not, again, you're not just sweeping these dudes up off the street. Like these are actual, they're, they're not only are they illegal, they're they're real criminals. Like they've done right. bad shit. You know? yeah. um, it's not some guy who's just trying to feed his kid. You know. Right. And again, I mean, yes, yes, we run into those people too. Right. And yeah, I'm still going to do what I got to do. But those aren't the ones we're, you know, day to day actively looking for. Right. Contrary, contrary to what everyone right. believes. Right. And it's 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 them that make you not think about the people you do feel bad for because those are the ones that are in a country that has been at civil war for 20, 30, 40 years that are just trying to get the fuck out of there yeah. because right. they want to live a better life. And But you don't think of that because you see all the other ones coming up here doing like, oh, you're joining like MS-13 or whatever the right. fuck I don't, doing. Yeah, I don't, I don't get to pick and choose. It's, right. what, what, Tommy, what do people have to do to become like a refugee? Like, like, you know, when they say like you're in a refugee status, like what, how do you, how do you claim that or prove that's, that? That's Billy's mom's side of the aisle. Um, yeah, that's the ones that do that. It's yeah. I, again, I, cause again, it's not my expertise, yeah. but yeah, they have certain criteria they have to meet to, you know, get that status. And honestly with that status, you got to do a lot to lose it. Mm. You know, and so there's not a lot of refugees that were deporting. It happens, but yeah, I'm just curious how because that seems like a, a easier legal means if you're from a place like El Salvador where people are like wholesale murders, right? But there's but the on like like it's it only like I I don't know the specifics like I said to meet that criteria, but a lot of the refugees it, we get a lot of Africans. And it's where, like, legit, like, world-acknowledged uh, 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 your country's at war. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone knows MS-13 is going on in El Salvador. Yeah. But it's not like, you know, it, but but when you have the, uh, the rival, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of the word. Just the groups, you know, the, the African tribes. Where where there's no central government, the whole yeah, they're well, they're like wholesale. You know, the whole country's just at war, right? Yeah. The, you're going to get refugee status, like a lot of Rwandas, Rwandans. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, where where it's just world, like I said, world sanctioned. Everyone knows that it's just a fucking shithole. Yeah, well, yeah, like my mom sees a lot of those people. That, you know, she'll get people that'll come in. They seem all right. You know, they're just trying to get in here, doing whatever they need to do, or they're afraid of what is back in their home country. And, you know, the more she investigates, the more she questions them. It turns out this guy was like a hitman for the Russian mob. And you're like, okay. Well, and that's when she starts dialing ice. And she's like, hey, we need to get this fucking guy out of here. Well, that's a, and that's the thing. A lot of people, you know, exploit the system too. It's, mm-hmm. oh, I wasn't really from this country, but I drove through it one time and it was a real shithole. So, yeah, I'm from here. Oh, okay. And because there isn't a central guy, it's hard to prove yeah. where people are from. So, a lot of yeah. people, you know, fraudulently claim 
certain countries to get refugee status and stuff like that. But yeah, it's like I said, the actual specifics that's you need to meet to become a refugee. I don't know offhand, but I mean, yeah, it happens. And if you legitimately have refugee status, you got to do a lot, you know, getting a DUI or some shit like that's not going to get your, mm. your refugee status revoked. Hmm. It's interesting. Like I said, my first overseas was, uh, you know, uh, Iraqi that was in Saddam's army that came over as a refugee, but then, yep. you know, like little kids. So he wasn't allowed to be a refugee anymore. Yeah. And there's a lot of people trying to come over claiming asylum, but they don't know the guidelines of getting that, you know? And and unfortunately there's loopholes with that. Um, I think it was an Egyptian that did quite a few years for drug trafficking here in America. Yeah. And then wanted to claim asylum because in Egypt, they don't like drugs. So if he was to go back to Egypt as a drug trafficker, he was more than likely to be tortured, hurt, killed. But if you, but by our asylum law, if it is more than likely that you're going to be tortured, hurt, or killed by your home country, not specific as to why, you can get asylum. So this guy did like 10 years for drug trafficking here in America. And then we gave him asylum because oh. he was probably going to get hurt or killed going back to Egypt. Oh shit. It's crazy. And so, so like I say, you know, the system's got its, its issues for sure. Yeah. So that's, that's what they that, do then, that, huh? Cause that's yeah. not what asylum was made for. Right. So if I come here saying I want asylum, but I, I was a criminal back in my home country, we could say, okay, we're going to put you in jail for your crimes for a certain amount of time. And then we'll give it to you. Well, no, we won't. We won't. No, we won't put you in jail because if this guy came here and trafficked drugs and got arrested, but then he said as a convicted drug trafficker, his country was going to do something to him. Okay. I mean, yeah, we get get a lot of people that are wanted back in their home country. And then obviously that country is more than happy to take them back and work with us and get them. So crazy, man. But yeah, it's like I said. There's there's just so much that isn't in the news, and it, there's there's just a lot going on with. Tommy, do you know when the last us. time the whole system was overhauled by chance? Did they teach you about that? The history like, of it, or I don't even. know. I'm sure we went through all the. I mean, I'll, again, that was freaking ten. I know we've had we've had ago, like, we've had like different legislation, but I don't think we've ever had like a a top not a across the board. That's interesting. I'd be curious to know. Um, I think that that's going to be potentially a, a Trump thing like towards the end. If you can get those next four years is to overhaul that whole immigration system and just clean it up and make it more sensible, you know, something that makes more sense, but I don't know. They've been talking about it, but everyone's been talking about it for a long time. Even Democrats have been talking about it, you know, mm-hmm. right. It's not something that ever seems to get done. Yeah. So just like a quick Google search. It looks like 65 was probably the last time. Fuck. Yeah, that's under under Johnson. <laughs> wow. Way too which, old. which is all which is all based off of uh, the original laws in the 20s. So many things have changed since then, you know. So much has changed since then. It's like it looks like the 20s, 50s and 65 was the big like overhauls with it. You know, and I mean I, I can remember growing up 
especially in Southern California, and then my family being from Texas and going there every summer, you had your your summer workers that came across, yeah. worked the fields, worked the farms, and went back, and you know, it was right no big home. deal. It's yeah. still going on. Yeah, well, right, but it, but it's a whole different. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I can't believe we've let it go that long though without making some substantial changes. Like. Well, I mean, I guess if if not so much the actual immigration nationality act but as far as immigration policy obviously with the forming of dhs homeland security in 2003 so i mean 9-11 you know changed some stuff because we weren't you know enforcing it like we are now or since 2003 you know ice wasn't around you had you had ins but not they weren't working to the extent that we are now yeah so, yeah, so I'd say, you know, the Homeland Security, maybe, you know, whatever, you know, the Homeland Security Act that, you know, that formed, you know, in 2003, that was probably the latest, most recent overall. Hmm. But that wasn't to the actual Immigration Nationality Act. Yeah. Wow. Which is our, you know, that's our Bible. Crazy. Man. You memorize it? Google, Google's a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I wonder. I wonder what the numbers are going to look like this year with this pandemic. Because uh, I mean, we're effectively we're pretty closed down. So I'd be curious to see. I mean, we're yeah. I mean, we're the ones we have in custody. We're still getting them out, but obviously, the ones coming into custody have been cut down a little bit. So there's been some interesting byproducts. Did you see, like I saw an article where the Himalayas were visible for the first time in like 30 years or some shit. Yeah. Like some interesting, like pollution stuff. It's like sort of, you know, I'm not saying it's better, but like, obviously um, with everyone just not coming out, like, like we got a little reprieve from killing our world. Well, it's like that movie. It was the day after tomorrow. Yeah. Is that the one? Yeah. Where they have the ice age or whatever, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, this is the you know the, the clearest I've ever seen you know the skies, the guys right. up in in space looking down." But I'd be interested to see L.A. It'll it'll for sure some of that's going to clean out, yeah. Because you know, I mean, like if you're in L.A., you don't notice it, but if you get into the some of the suburbs, if you're at a higher elevation looking down, yeah, you can see just that line of smog above the mm-hmm. city. Yeah, so so I did I did a, a detail in Laguna. And you're up a little bit higher, looking down at LA, and it was yeah. just it's yeah, it's just that fog. So we you definitely, just see over we it all. definitely do have some of that here, in the, especially in the winter, because we're in, we're in a true valley. And I know you guys you guys comment about the mountains right. time. We're in a true valley, so right, they're, they're all around, yeah. So it's always in the winter time it gets trapped. Any of the smog and stuff, it's called we call we call it inversion. It's smog though. Uh, it gets trapped inside the valley, and um, it's interesting. Cause I've, I've always lived far enough away from it, but you're right. You can see this like sort of black cloud, like kind of hanging around, like in the, right, winter, right. Time, in the winter time, if you want to, some days, if you want to see the sun, you actually do have to go up in the mountains to see it. Cause it could, it can, I mean, it's not as bad as fucking Beijing, but no, no, no. <laughs> like you don't have people like dropping because it's so toxic, you know, like Beijing, it actually right. is toxic sometimes. Like, um, yeah. And, and also it's funny when people talk about the green new deal and all that stuff and how they wanted to get rid of cows because of cow farts and all that stuff. So our valley is the Salt Lake Valley, but if you go north in Utah by Logan, where Utah State is, that's called Cache Valley, and like that's big agriculture area, and they have tons and tons of cows, and their valley actually is loaded with cow farts. So like, it's- <laughs> yeah, so like because of all these, like there's so much, there's so much manure and all that stuff. Like they get this weird, 
um, sort of gassy smogish thing in their valley <laughs> in the wintertime, and it's supposed to be really, really bad. So I always get a little giggle because I think yeah. it's ridiculous to try to get rid of cows, but they're they're not. It's actually in, in some instances not a stretch. <laughs> cow farts, cow farts can kind of create some pollution issues. It's funny you mentioned that scene from uh, the day after tomorrow about how they see how like how clear it is after a long time because I saw this weird fact today that said uh, the last time all humans have been on Earth is November second in the year two thousand because ever since then there's always been at least one been up, yeah. space station. We don't have anyone in space right now. No, we do. I'm saying that the oh, last time do. all Earth, humans have been on Earth was November second, two thousand. Oh, okay. Because there's always been somebody up there. Yeah. Well. Because yeah, because there's always been somebody up there. Yeah. I wonder if I wonder have they put any cool visuals from space out about anything cleaned up or anything like that? Do you know? Have you seen anything? Uh, my buddy from work actually sent me this radar global thing from like two months ago to now that was like different, but I don't know how accurate that is. Yeah. But other than that, no. There's silver linings and everything, man. It's it's you know. If uh, maybe maybe just catching up a little bit will make Greta happy and she'll go away for a while. <laughs> we don't need any more sixteen-year-olds telling us how to live. Man. <laughs> the only problem is, is when everything shit, gets man. back to you know normal. Yeah, everyone's gonna just fire right back I, up I all at the same time. I hope we don't um, we don't do one of those things where you you know like I, I may have used to been a binger you know so like if you deprived me of having a good time when I finally did get to go have a good time, I might've had an extra good time. And yeah, I kind of feel like that's, we're going to have like the day everyone gets released, it's going to be batshit crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't know what that looks like. Oh, forget going anywhere like Disney world for at least a month or two. Yeah. You'll be nut to butt. You'll go on one ride for the whole fucking day. Just it's imagine be like that. Just, just trying to get into a fucking restaurant, you know? I mean, honestly, just all the cancellations and all that shit. Like think of all, you know, all the people that are going to try to make up for whatever they lost. Like that's going to yep. be insane, man. Trying to catch up with all that shit. Be crazy. I'll tell you one thing. I'll appreciate my couch once again. I'm, I tired see something on my, that, I'm tired of working from my couch and then watching TV on my couch when I'm done working. I well, used well, to appreciate some, coming home and those things. Somebody, somebody said something. It was, um, I don't know if it was somebody on Facebook, but it was, and that was the thing. It was like, I actually miss just sitting on my couch to yeah. just sit on the couch. You know, I mean, that's, that's all you have now. Yeah. Right. Where before it was like, Oh, I can't wait to get home and just sit down. So yeah, you know, I'm, I'm you know, my wife has always worked from home, so we've kind of always had an extra space. Like it's something that we plan for. Um, right. So this isn't like an invasive thing for us. So we we sort of have an escape. I totally get what you're saying, though. It's like I when I when I lived um when I lived in a in our first rental house, like it, like when I I was actually allowed to work from home, it was like a normal thing. I was like shocking to me, but because I was like just out of the out of the, the Marines, but um that was a hard thing to do. Like, because you're, you're just like, yeah, you're right. Like you, you're just where you're in your place that you're supposed to not be working. Right. And for one, like, I don't actually like it. I don't, I don't like bringing work home with me at all. I actually, I can't stand it. No, I'm with you on that. I want to be, you know, I'm very much you like need that separation. Yeah. I'm very much like want to be in my office. I want to do my work where I'm supposed to work and I want to be home and appreciate home. I don't like being in my house, being tied to my computer, working, knowing my kids are, you know, home and I can't like hang with them. You know? Yeah. As well, well, nice. as this may sound, I'm getting to the point where I miss commuting. <laughs> well, it's, you're, you're missing. I mean, you say it like that, but I think you're missing your routine. That's, yeah. It's, it's the creature of habit yeah. type deal. Yeah. 
you, you miss like passing by certain things and seeing certain people in certain areas. And it's all part of, you know, your, your daily stuff. Like what I don't what? miss is waking up at 5am. Fair. Yeah. I mean, obviously again, silver linings and everything, right? Like, um, I, I told my wife, I'm when, when we get back to normal, I'm going to apologize to all my coworkers. Cause again, I'm the, I'm the loud obnoxious one at work. You No. Yeah. Go figure. Right. And, but, but that's I'm. But now I know what they deal with with me being home with my kids. Yeah, because you got a bunch of little minis running around just being right. So now I know what they they have to deal with day to day. And it's not going to change how I act, but I'll at least acknowledge that I understand it and I'll apologize. But yeah, it's not going to change. It's got to be you, man. Every office has like certain characters. You have everyone. To. Everyone has a bird, man. It's not worth it. If you don't. <laughs> You don't have that. It's the, what's the point? What would be the fun of going to the office? Well, they they know when I'm in a bad mood, cause, and they'll all come up. They're like, "Dude, what's wrong? You haven't like said anything for, you know, most of the morning." And I'm like, "I'm fine. I'm just trying to get some shit done." No, no, what's wrong, man? And I'm like, "No, it's it's fine." But yeah, they all know when I'm in a fucking shitty mood because <laughs> I'm not talking. I'm staying keeping to myself, which isn't normal. So they right. know. Crazy. That's funny. But Dude, it's yeah. funny when I come home. When I come home, though, that's all I want to do is just be in the quiet, yeah. and I don't want people screaming. And can you imagine <laughs> if all of us worked in, in whatever job together. Like if we, like, can you imagine what our office would be like? The whole It'd be amazing. The whole age absolutely <laughs> amazing. I don't know that we'd ever accomplish anything though. But I mean, oh, we would. You think we accomplished yeah. a lot in Foster? We knew when to fuck around, but we knew what, when to get the job done. You know, <laughs> yo, know, to to pat myself on the back, I've 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 been told that numerous jobs and bosses are like hey there's a time and a place and you you know you there's a fine line you know how to walk it yeah. yeah well the same thing in okinawa like you guys in ais would come down and always say hey what's up or whatever and fuck with us through the glass when we were sitting at the desk but if you just came running down and you didn't say shit or you were running out it was either you're pissed off at something <laughs> or you have a serious case you gotta go to yeah which wasn't too often but right. Oh man! Sometimes I wonder what it'd be like if we were all together. It would be. It, I mean, we kind of are, but I mean, you know what I mean, right? <laughs> you imagine the barbecues and shit we'd be having and all that stuff. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Billy! <laughs> My girlfriend hates calling me that because of that scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Billy! <laughs> oh, Billy! <laughs> That's, a, that's one of the, the greatest. Like, if you have a friend named Billy, that's probably the greatest thing. That's the, that's the go-to for sure. You can throw that down, like, on a, basically whenever you want. And, and, and it's nothing. weird because the older I get, I, hope, I I don't have a problem being called Billy. I've always been called Billy. I like being called Billy. But it's like the older I get, other people I know just assume because I'm older. They're like, I'm going to call him Bill. <laughs> well, that's how I get with, with yeah, Tommy. Bill, I, I get, I get yeah. Tom a lot. and I don't care. Right. But – it yeah, is no, funny how those names have like a certain maturity thing. Right. Yeah. People well, and, and if we're speaking of maturity, I'm still yeah. Tommy 100%. No, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you, no, you yeah. grow up as being Billy your entire life. And then apparently when you're like over 30, someone's like, oh, no. We you're supposed to be. Bill. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like no, Bill, Bill was my grandfather. Exactly. Right. <laughs> look at it the same way. We don't look at it the same way. Like. There is a, like, most people don't even, my wife doesn't even call me by my first name. Like, it's, right. like, it's a military thing that sort of just continued, but. Um, oh, yeah, I still, I still get uncomfortable calling you Mark. Yeah, it's strange. It's, yeah. it's actually strange <laughs> for you guys, for me to hear you guys say that, right? Or right. To see it. Um, it is, it's different. Um, yeah, but it's, it's funny, like, 
like if I go home, I'm still that like 19 year old kid that left. And so I'm a junior and everyone calls me MJ and I fucking can't stand it. <laughs> it's like, dude, I, I, you know, in that regard, I am mature enough to not be a junior anymore. Right. But also not like old enough to where I need some other weird, like adult name. You know, I don't, I, mean, I don't know. We named the dog Indiana. <laughs> that's, that's what just popped into my head. <laughs> oh, don't I love call those movies. me junior. <laughs> I, I had I had a kick, I had a binge those the other like a uh, month ago I watched all three or four whatever the fuck it is Indiana yeah, Jones I, oh yeah I could do those I, I could do those constantly I can't see you as a Tom I could I don't even I could never no that, no it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't fit me yeah, I could never be like what's up Tom like, yeah, yeah it's yeah it's either like, Sparrow or Birdman that's it yeah, yeah. So my, my stepdad's name is Tom and he's very much a Tom like it makes a lot of sense like his name is Tom he's Tom like. But yeah, you're you're a Tommy or a Birdman or yeah, it doesn't it doesn't you know right. like I could never be like, hey Bill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> You'd be looking over shoulder like Oop. Yeah, no, it's, it's not you. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, I did have a friend who who was his name was William William McGee, uh, but he was very much a Bill, even even in a younger uh like in in his mid twenties, very much mm-hmm. a Bill. Like that was his very much worked for his personality, but um I don't know if yeah. he was ever a Billy. I have no idea, but yeah, it's yeah, and it gets it, it gets weirder because the company I work for now, when I first started there, there was a Bill and a Billy in the warehouse where I temped. So the woman that hired me is like, well, there's already a Bill and a Billy. We're just going to call you Will now. And everyone at work calls me Will. So now I'm starting to get used to that. So when people call me Billy, I'm like, did you just call my name? And I'm like, fuck, I hate Will. I don't want to be ever called Will. It just happens. Dude, it's, you know, I don't, a lot of my like military friends, like I don't even actually know, even guys I'm super close with, I don't even actually know their first name sometimes. Like guys, like I've, I'm like, I spent a lot of time with, I don't actually, I don't, it's like, I don't no, know. And you, and, and you wouldn't, I mean, honestly, you, you wouldn't know their first name. Yeah. Right. Like, and I wouldn't have a, you could have a best friend, you know, intimate details about and not know their first name. Yeah. Right. Like, I've seen, I've seen Johnston twice since we got out. I don't call him Tony. Yeah. I yeah. would never call Roberto Roberto, uh, you know, it's just, and yeah. a lot of them, then that's the thing. A lot of those guys, I only know their first name because of Facebook, yeah. you know? No, that was yeah. I, legitimately for me was like picking what I had to wear every day to work and people actually calling me by my name was maybe one of the hardest things for me to adjust to. For yeah. real. Like, you was, know, it was one of your episodes. I don't remember who you were talking with, but obviously it was another military guy, but it was, it was, it was talking about, being a civilian and you know figuring out what to dress probably in the Doug, morning. Yeah. So probably Doug Noll, he was one of my mentors. Because uh, honestly, I I wear the same shit essentially pretty much every day, and it never dawned on me. It was again, I, I tried to chalk it up to the laziness factor, but it, it it goes back to that military where it's the same shit. Yeah. And it's just that comfort level that yeah, yeah I know you it's know like, uh, it's it's yeah it's, it's like it's, Homer it's, Simpson's closet. <laughs> Got the white shirt and the blue jeans, and that's it. Right, and that, I mean that's that's my closet. It's especially winter time, man. It's fucking hoodies, and you know. But yeah, I have, like, so I was like, I got to the, I was working at the state capitol, and like you, you know, you got to dress a little better. And I was super excited to like have like some sweaters and ties and like all the stuff that like when you're when you're sitting in your fucking camis, it's hot as fuck, and you got your sleeves rolled up, balled <laughs> up. You're like, could I the circulation? Like, fucking tie to work every day. And I finally got a chance to, so I went nuts, dude. My wife and I, we bought all this dumb shit. And then I was like, what, what do I, what do I do with all this? Like I used to, and then eventually I just had an outfit per day. You yeah. needed it to be 
You still have to have that structure. Yeah. And yeah. now, now okay. that I, now I work with a guard, so I'm like a jeans and a, a hoodie type guy. Every right. Day. Well, and that was thing, like when I first started, we, we had a, a uniform yeah. that was a polo shirt with the badge and fucking five eleven uh, cargo pants. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> axle pants. And then, and then they went away with that where now we're, you know, a non-uniformed yeah. agency, but I still oh, shit for the, first couple of years after that i was still cargo pants every i just bought my like my first pair of jeans like two years ago for the first time in forever because i was yeah. always cargo pants but yeah. but now and now it's just jeans and whatever but you it's that regimen of just having the same thing yeah. it's, it's a comfort thing well the nice thing about not having to wear any of that shit anymore is being able to take your top off without the help of somebody else that's a that's a good point too. That is kind of a pain in the ass. If you could if you could get some bitch in tight sleeves, man, you might be stuck in that motherfucker for a while. Yep. Yeah. I remember my dad my dad watched me get dressed one time. He was out for our wedding and I had to go to the rifle range and he watched me put my camis together and he's like, I can't believe you have to do all that shit just to, you know what I mean? And you actually get really good at it. But it's like yeah. he's right. It's it's fascinating the dumb shit we used to have to do. Mm-hmm. I mean it was so simple because you knew exactly what you're gonna wear. But you're literally like sort of stuck in that motherfucker for a while. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. if you don't have anybody with you to help take you that blouse off, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> you're just sitting there, buttons yeah. unbuttoned, just drinking beer. Like, oh hey, help me out here. Well, and and you you'll, you'll try to pull it over your head to get it in front of you, <laughs> and then when you get done, you're just drenched in sweat. And your arms, <laughs> yeah. Oh, good times. Like that, but I mean, as simple as it was, it, it was kind of a. A pain in the ass, man. Yeah. Fuck if you couldn't find a boot band or some shit. You want to? You gotta be the fucking turd that has to walk around without one boot. Yep. Properly, you know, <laughs> like the, those damn army guys. <laughs> tuck, it in their tuck, boots. tuck it into their boots. Yeah. That looks, that looks so bad, by the way. It looks so yeah. Bad. Yeah. I'm not in. Or if you, bad. or if none of your boot socks were washed, and you're like, "Fuck, I gotta wear like regular socks." Billy, you don't gotta dress up and shit at your office. It seems like you live. You work in the no. You don't. No, I wear jeans and. uh polo shirt that the company provides with the little company name on it and then on fridays i wear whatever the fuck i want yeah bio biotech or bio whatever seems like yeah it's a biotechnology this is good, you know, i would i could see that being like a little more uppity in a way but that's cool that you i mean i wouldn't do that i'm so glad i don't have to do that shit anymore i actually pretty much got rid of all of that like i go to some conferences where i'm supposed to maybe look a little yeah it's like it like i mean in florida but I'm pretty sure. I, I mean, when I was in the, in the service center, I probably could get away with wearing whatever the hell I wanted to. Yeah. But now that I'm in the office, I probably still could. But I probably would be told, like, hey, well, you know, you should be wearing a hoodie, especially now that I'm a manager. Yeah. You know, so. Just get your company to make a hoodie. I should. Then, then like, once they put their little fucking logo and shit on it, it's, it's like, all good. Yeah. Are you allowed to wear a hat? Like, can you wear a hat or hat's kind of a no-fly zone? Um, there's people that do, I just, I've never thought of wearing one. Yeah. It's just never how I've thought of, you know, the, the Marine Corps being like, oh, you can't have your cover on inside. Yeah. Do you find yourself yeah. still taking your hat off sometimes when you go into a building? It depends on where I go. Like if I go to, if I were to ever go to work and have a hat on, I'd probably I take it off. I actually, take it off. I find myself taking my my hats off. Like, yeah. and it also depends on how short my hair is. <laughs> Fair. I'm not gonna walk in, you know, looking like my my hair is like every like all crazy and whacked out, you know. Is that long for you right now? 
Do you keep it a little tighter than that normally? Uh, I actually, for about a year and a half, I was growing it out. I had like one of them Viking looking haircuts where like the sides, I had the undercut okay. where like the sides were all cut down to the skin and I had the hair going back like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I just, I got tired of just fucking combing it and shit every morning. So then in October for my brother's engagement party, I just shaved it. Yeah. But I've been growing it back since, so we'll see what happens. In July, you might see me with hair. You might not. Yeah, dude, I have. I, I can't. Um, so I'm like basically bald in the front, anyways. But I could never. I don't know that I even. I don't. Yeah, you're still rocking a, a solid set there. I could I'm never. Right. I could never. Uh, I need a cut. There. Yeah, he's got no balding. Guys, it looks like there. I got a little crown no, going I, here. I got nothing going. Kind of missing other. some hair. You guys are looking all right, though. Like, you don't – I would have thought by now your fucking quarantine haircuts. My son is like – Oh, because I, I literally got my hair cut the day before the stay-at-home order went out. How long, how long do you go now on your hair? It, it It's the whole laziness thing. It just depends on how I'm feeling because, honestly, like, I'd say probably the first – shit, even when I started with ice, so that was – what, three years after I got out, I was still, I even from when I first got out to at least three, four years, I was still going once a week, mm-hmm. whether I needed it or not, man, just to, because I've always rocked the high and tight, right. but uh, now, yeah, it's it, a couple weeks, but it, it just, it's a laziness thing, or usually the kids got so many fucking sports going on that I don't even have time to yeah. grab a freaking haircut, but. Sports ball. If my, dude, if my, like my hair right now, I'm touching in the back, like. It's actually too long. I start to feel actually like gross. Yeah, your shit's out of regs. You better fix. I'm fucked up. I get itchy and shit, dude. Like, um, that's why I don't have a full beard. I wanted to grow a full beard, but I'm not man enough to get past the itchy phase. Like, that's a hard phase to get through. Well, I just I just shaved this yesterday or two days ago, and my mustache, and I'm trying to see how long I can go with this. I don't know if this will fly at the office. This, this is the only this, home. This is the only place it'll grow. Yeah, I could to- grow wicked. I could grow a wicked neck beard. Oh, really? Oh, me too. You got, well, a, I got I mean, patches. You got like a Zorro thing going, Billy. I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell I tell my brother all the time. I'm like, the only place I can grow hair is my my mustache and my chin. I could be a wicked musketeer at Halloween. <laughs> let me. Got, so I I do have like I used to play football and my chin straps like fucked my facial hair up. So like mm. I do have like like white trash lines that come like right through the beard. <laughs> so I don't awesome. know if I could ever. You know what I mean? Like, let's Joe Dirt. Like, your hair just grows in all white trashy like that. For, yeah, actually, yeah, it does. Like, well, I'll tell you what. If I grow my full face out and I get a nice little tan, you could probably throw me in Iraq or wherever over there. Look, fine. You're, good. you're good to go. Yeah, yeah. fine. You, they'd never know. Yep. Well, sure. I, I showed you guys my Unabomber picture. I mean, I'd be a little taller than most of them, but that was a solid I'd probably fit in. Tommy. And yeah, I mean, that's here and here. That's it. I mean, this this takes forever to come in it's all splotchy and not even i still can't believe madrano works at that prison i need to get up with that guy you need to hit me up with his information if you have it yeah i will i don't know what i don't remember exact he said they're there but i can't remember exactly what wing he's in yeah they have they have the unibomber they have zilkar zarnev right now i think and there's probably some other famous people you know famous guys that we know but oh, that, that prison that, has a lot of famous people that one in colorado has some pretty pretty elevated uh Yep, because it's kind of out there. Um, I actually just saw a, uh, an article the other day how Colorado Supermax has no COVID; they're good to go. They're, yeah, they're, they're not <laughs> well, even COVID's getting yeah, in there. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfuckers, so locked down, man. I don't even know if those guys get. I don't even think they have visitation. 
I think most people there they can't even have visitors. If I I, I don't know the rules, but um, I know you could. I know you could write to them. I know Kaczynski gets letters from people, but that's about he's it. Published. He's published like a couple books from in there and shit. Like yeah. he's done quite a few things. Um, I'm, I'm I have a buddy of mine uh, that hit me up and said he wants to do an episode, and um, and I'm I, he's from uh, that sort of work, and he may have some interesting things about a funny joke we've all been doing for <laughs> months now. So. I'm not going to air that out just yet because I don't know if you can actually come on. And, you know, Tommy, it's it's kind of a situation like you, like we might have to get some permission or whatever. So, right. But I'm hoping, you know, to I'm hoping to have some fun with that and it'll be insightful. So, uh, James, if you're listening, um, hit me up. I'm on it. <laughs> so that's, I'm, I'm actually fascinated about prisons and how they work because, I, you know, he, you know, especially when you when you have someone who is from the law enforcement side and then they go to the prison side. It's it's fun to hear kind of the differences and stuff. And right, Dustin uh, Schnellbach works for a prison. Does he? Oh, up in Montana. Uh, I wonder what that. That's probably. I wonder if that's very. Popular. It's like three, three probably people like three, in it. Yeah, three dudes in there. <laughs> like, <laughs> At least Montana, I thought he dude. did. Montana. He might have. He might not actually work in a prison anymore because I guess they're where they are. I guess it's like the sheriff's department runs the prison oh, yeah, or whatever. So, so that's a jail. So he like all, yeah. all county sheriffs have a jail and they're almost always responsible at some point to do that. And like a lot of our, uh, a lot of our guys, a lot of our police officers here in Utah start that way. Mm. They go through like the post. I, at least here in Ohio, I know if you're, if you're going to be County majority of them start as a corrections officer in yeah, the jail, gonna, you'll do it. And then, yeah. Yeah, and then then possibly move on to deputy sheriff on the road. But that's that's where we house our guys is with a county jail. They have a contract with us. They have a contract with the marshals also to do federal inmates. Yeah, they all but, but they all go but, through, but it's still a county jail. They go through like a post, like a, a normal academy. Yeah. Thing, so yeah. they're all. That's just uh, and you know, like, dude. Actually, there's a couple of our sheriffs here that are, are they really got their shit together, man. They do the jails, they do patrol, and they're also all EMTs. So they ride around in like SUVs and shit. And I hadn't ever seen that before. And those guys are like highly, highly trained guys, or I'm sorry, they're not EMTs they're paramedics. So like their, their medical qualifications right. are super good. Uh, that makes a lot of sense, man. Like, especially tactically active shooter, all that stuff. Like if you can get a guy, I would imagine it'd be harder to get, um, qualified candidates because the paramedic stuff is not easy. Um, but yeah, they're dual qualified in a lot of stuff, man. It's pretty, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, for sure would be a, a good thing. But like you said, yeah, there's, to get the the qualified people would be a... Para, dude, I'm not trying to knock knock or insult people's intelligence. Paramedic training is no joke, man. That shit's hard. Like, No, I one of my best friends is a uh, lieutenant, one of the local fire departments here, a couple, couple cities over. But I used to hang out with him and all of his firefighter buddies like when I first got out. Yeah. They're like, oh, man, you should be a firefighter. And I was like, you know what? I said, if you guys just grabbed the hose and ran into burning buildings, sign me up. But they also have to do yeah. the ambulance, EMT, all that stuff. And I'm like, I no, I, I can't do that. You know, give me the, give me the burning building. I'll run into it all day for you. But I don't know, especially like, I know some of the medical stuff, like as far as like the trauma medicine, there's some right. math involved that you have to do like on the fly. Like, fuck that. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's above and beyond me. And I, I know my limitations. Exactly. You got to know what you're good at. Like you want yeah. to plug a bullet hole. I could plug a bullet hole. But right. I, I can't do the math to try to shoot somebody up with some certain. Yeah, if, if I'm the one injecting, so no, no. Not this recruit, man. Yeah, nope. <laughs> You're right, though. 
you're absolutely right. It's knowing your limitations and what you can do. Like the basic, the basic road stuff, like in the basic road trauma, I'm there all day. I can do that. No problem. Right. But you want me to give you the Heimlich or some shit? I got you. But the, yeah, yeah no. Above that, no. I, I'll, I'll drive you. I'll drive you to the hospital. I'll do it. I'll do it real fast, and it'll look <laughs> real cool. But, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll get you there, but. Above and beyond that, I'm not going to be much help. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, like, I was like, man, that, that, I mean, honestly, like, it makes a lot of sense, though, to try to get as many people as you can. No, uh, yeah, to be able to have those people would be be great. I know uh, our Columbus office, I know there's at least one or two guys that were, like, paramedics certified with the Border Patrol, and they, they have to deal with a lot of shit down on the, you know, the southern border. They're They're legit. You know, yeah, well, it, it seems like they can find themselves out in the middle of nowhere with some some pretty hurting customers, you know. Right. Well, yeah, and then backups not showing up for a while. It, I've so seen I know some of, some of those areas, man. They some of those teams that go out to catch these guys, they're in some pretty inhospitable terrain. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. Not, I mean, I know a lot of people wind up getting across and actually just dying in the desert. Like, you know, there's a lot of people that leave like the caches and stuff, the water, and they're not doing it. They're not necessarily doing it to promote people to come across or it's just a human try to save lives yeah the time they get there they're legit like about to die because it's so hard to you know what what these folks do in some areas is not um no not, and and to to think of like the ones that come from you know south of mexico yeah they've you know, it's that much further that they've yeah they, and that's what i think that's a huge misconception too is I'm not saying that a lot of Mexicans don't cross the border. I'm sure they do, but it's a, it's as many or more from all the other countries too. Yeah. Guatemala all the way up and you know, all these places. Like, I don't think, um, I don't, I think everyone just associates them as being Mexican. It's just not the case. Right. That's their last point point from where they cross, you know? And no, I, like I said, the majority it's, it's Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador. Yeah. And then mix Mexico in there is, you know, the majority of my days. Right. Yeah, it's, uh, but I mean, I've seen so, some of those documentaries, man, about some of the customs and border protection folks, like what they train to do in the, in the terrain that they're out in is pretty, pretty, yeah. man, I can't believe someone would even try that. Right. That area. Like, they're and that's the thing that, that makes you, you know, I guess, you know, it, it helps you, you know, think of how bad it's got to be for them to want to yeah. endure that to get here. Yeah, they're risking. They're literally risking death, you know, just to yeah. just to try to get there. I mean, yeah, you gotta appreciate that. It's crazy, man. Oh, all right, boys. What uh, Billy? You got any last thoughts, man? What do you think? Fuck Corona. Wuhan. Yeah, that too. Wuhan. <laughs> it's from China. 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 I haven't. I haven't watched any of his press conferences lately. I'm, Neither have I. I'm sure they'll start up again on Monday, but. Tommy, you got any, any last thoughts, man? I'm good. About ready to have some some borscht and pierogies. <gasps> really? Mm. Yeah, my wife's family's Polish, so that's, that's our very, Easter. That's just a very Ohio thing of you to say. <laughs> Buffalo, Buffalo is the same way. There's, it's very Irish, very Polish. So like borscht, pierogies, sausage, all that shit. It's yep, yeah, that's our that's our Easter. The the in laws made a social distancing delivery earlier yeah. with the borscht. Yeah, is that a tradition thing? Yeah. Yeah. For Easter. That's cool. Yep. I don't know if I've ever had real, real borscht, but, um, I've definitely, this like, is, this is legit yeah. real borscht. You might have to Google what borscht is. The soup, the yeah. sausage, eggs, and very, very, Eastern, very Eastern European, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Just, I just bought some Johnsonville better with cheddar sausages today. Billy, yeah, I, pretty much the same thing. 
Billy, I bet you could get some borscht. <laughs> if you go to the right area of New York City, I bet you could get some wild ass borscht. Like probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's just, it's how it is in Buffalo, man. A lot of lot of Polish, a lot of lot of Irish. So you could you could get either one. But. All right, fellas. We've uh, we have far overproduced <laughs> this month. We have far, far overproduced this month. So we're we're uh, we're running content um, on our asses. And I, Love I, it. Yeah. Love it. Wrong with having a surplus. No, when are we uh, when are we doing a marathon? What do you mean? <laughs> what does that even mean? What do you think it means? Come on, a marathon. But 20, 24 hours. Like we're twenty-four take, hours. We're, we're taking <laughs> phone calls and pledges. <laughs> and, like, pledge money. <laughs> but if we did something like that, we we'd have to find a way to do it live, almost. Yeah. yeah. Hi. Hello. Maybe sometime we should do a live. To see what happens. I think I can stream Zoom. Take some, take some phone calls. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm serious. I think I think there is a way to make Zoom go live to Facebook. Maybe sometime we should do that. That'll be fun. Well, shit, with some of my other vacation days in jeopardy here, maybe I'll be able to take a few extra when I go out there to you. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm, real, I'm, real quick, I'm, dude, I got to give my boys a shout out, man. I did an episode the other day, or tried to, and technology totally fucked me. Mm. So I'm looking forward to 2.0 on that one. Um, pretty excited about it. If it's anything like it was the first time, it'll be a good episode. And then tomorrow, um, so we're recording here on Sunday. So the day that you hear this, I'll be recording with a, a pretty special guest from Canada. So, Yeah, Robbie's always a good listen. I don't know him personally, but sounds like a good dude. Good dude. And there, there's an outside chance he'll be up here during the tournament too. Okay. So, Because I'm, I'm hoping to um, support uh, – well, he's he's gonna announce something that he's working on, and then I'm hoping to support the Warriors keep through the golf tournament too. So, we'll see. I mean, I don't know how much support we're gonna. I'm gonna do the event regardless. Um, as far as fundraising, it's gonna be hard this year because COVID obviously set us back. So, we'll see. But sounds good. Got some good stuff coming, man. Hopefully, uh, hopefully everybody stays tuned and appreciates it. Awesome. All right, boys. Thanks for jumping on with me, man. It was a good, uh, good sesh. Anytime. You know, some of us didn't have stomach aches. Oh shit! Yeah, that's right. I said it. <laughs> that guy. Maybe he's at the Rona. Fuck, you never know. I think I'm pretty sure he already had it. He thinks he already had it too. His, his, the real talk is his family was hard down for a little while, man. So um, they were they were pretty sick, and I mean, hopefully, hopefully he's not going through like a just to be real, he's not going through some kind of second infection. Right. So that's a, another thing. Everybody needs to watch out, man. Everybody was touting how great Korea did they're starting to see a rise in second infection. So um, hopefully second infections are in any disease are not good. No, supposedly it's, it's like that much worse. It's usually it's usually more, time. it's usually highly lethal the second time. Yeah. So yeah. Let's, let's all hope that that's not the case, man. Yeah. I'll joke inside. Yeah. So that guy, my man, Tony, if you're, uh, if you're listening or when you do listen to this, hopefully, hopefully you're feeling better. We're going to bust yep. you no matter what, but. Hopefully. For sure. <laughs> Let's hope he has enough shit tickets. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, no, he, he, he posted the other day. He scored a nice big pack. Oh, that, did he? Yeah, dude. All, yeah. It's all coming back. All the stores are starting to restock. Like, Not here. No. Well, I mean, yeah. again. Like, I, I had a selection. Dude, you're in the epicenter, Billy, and, like, you guys are legit. Like, if anyone can say yeah. totally locked down, New York City is, like, pretty locked down. Like, yeah. I can I, – when I go out, dude, it still seems – I'm not going to say normal, but there's still a lot of traffic. Like I showed you that traffic accident the other day, right? It was, it was ridiculous. Like, yeah. So I don't know, man. Yeah. Well, if it comes down to it and I run out and I still can't get any, you know who I'll be calling. <laughs> we'll find a way to get it to you. All right, boys. Uh, appreciate it, man. Uh, have, yep. the, have a good holiday and uh, another safe week from home.
Yeah, happy you Easter, do, everyone. You do the same. Yep. Yes, sir. Okay. All right, boys. All right, we'll see you.